episode 184 of the PS Nation podcast. With you once again, myself, Glenn Percival, along with Joel Scherfinski and Josh Langford. How's it going tonight, fellas? Very well. Excellent. <laughs> See, I know Josh is lying. <laughs> and that can't be Joel. He doesn't sound like Barry White anymore. <laughs> well, I might have tinges of it throughout a little oh, bit here yeah. and there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got so much stuff this week. I'm going to try to just burn right through this stuff at the very beginning. Uh, I'm going to get through this, and then we'll go through what we're going to do. And, man, we've, we're have we just packed this week. So uh, a lot of different ways you can contact us. You can email us at podcast at psnation.org, or if you go over to the website at psnation.org, and we'll be talking about that in a minute because I highly recommend it now because we have more writers, and it's awesome. Uh, you can go over there, and on the right side of the, of the uh, screen, you'll see a little Contact Us button that will allow you to fill out a little form, and that'll email us. Or you can hit the button that says Call Me, and you can put in your phone number. It'll call you. You can leave us a voicemail that way, which a few people did this week, which is really awesome. You can also call us in a regular way like you normally do anywhere else, like if you want to call your drug dealer or your liquor store or whatever. Uh, and that number is 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. Or if you have Skype, you can call WDT-Torgo. That's WDT-Torgo. You can also look for us on Facebook under PS Nation Podcast. Over on Twitter at PJFJosh, at 5SpotJoel, or at PS3Nation. Also look for our forums and all the other awesome podcasts over on the VGEVO Podcast Network. And that's over at VGEVO.com. And last but certainly not least, the streaming megaton of gaming podcasts over at FuriousGamer.com. You can go over there just with your regular browser, listen to a bunch of shows, bookmark all kinds of stuff. It's free to sign up. Or if you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone for $0.99 on the App Store, you can grab that app and stream until your heart's desire. As long as you have connectivity, you can stream everything. Also, don't forget Zazzle.com slash PSNation. We ran into a little snag with the new stuff, but we're still working on it. That's Zazzle.com slash PSNation. PSNation, blah. And also, don't forget our sponsor. Hit the link at AudiblePodcast.com slash PSNation. This is Audible.com over at Amazon with their uh, Audible, what is it, audiobooks. And uh, for the 14-day trial, if you sign up on our link, you get to keep the book even if you don't even keep the account. So audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. So uh, a lot of stuff this week. Holy crap. So Joel's going to give us a little update on our new community writers and also on the website. <laughs> a butt-ton of new releases. Holy crap. Our interview with Mr. Ben Jones, who's designer over at Zipper Interactive for MAG, and we talked a lot about the 2.0 update coming out soon. Uh, a little bit of an Extra Life update, a few news items, what we're playing, and then, that's right, Mark is going to be back on the show for a little bit, talking about three different RPGs, E7, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, that's right, kids, he played it, and uh, I think it's Clayton or Cladoon from uh, NIS America, and then Josh is going to give us his review of NHL 11, and uh, we, we kept it down, we didn't do emails this week, but we did. we have one voicemail we have to play. It's, it's from a very good friend of ours. We have to play it, so we'll do that. So, whew, all right. Joel, you get to talk quite a bit now, so you can tell us all about the, uh, the, the new stuff happening on the website. All right, lots of fun stuff going on over our, at our website. We added two community writers this past week. Woo! Um, Yay! Yeah, guys are both off to a great start. We added Justin and Dan, and they are both going to be primarily focused on news updates, so our website will be 
living, It'll be a living, breathing site <laughs> with wow. news updates every day, all sorts of stuff going on. All day, long. <laughs> all day long. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Posts are popping up. It's good. Yep. So uh, I just wanted to give, to give Dan and uh, Justin a shout out. They're doing a great job so far. We're so happy to have them. And Hell yeah. everybody stop by the website, say hi. They join a, a team that's already there. For those that know, we've got Bill and Paul already doing some articles for us on the site. So we've got a four-team monster going on over there. And between the four of them, we've got a lot of content going up. Yeah, we're still putting stuff up, too. You know, I've been putting some of the videos up from PAX, and uh, uh, Josh has been writing this this PlayStation Anniversary series, I would say. Are you doing any more parts of that, or is it just the two parts? Yes. Okay. No, there's two more parts, actually. The PSP uh, will be coming this week, and then PS3 will be coming next week. And, and Joel's a diva. He's going to Vegas, so we're probably not going to see anything <laughs> from him for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. That's I'm right. going to Vegas. I'm out. <laughs> I got chunks of guys like you in my stool, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no they're, they're doing great. I mean, we just got them really going the last couple of days, and, and man, they've just been pounding the news out and doing a really good job. And, um, you know, we're still trying to get them kind of oriented with the website, and we're trying to get them kind of oriented with where to get all this stuff from, where to get pictures from, all, all those kind of things. So it's going to be a little bit of a process. So, you know, please give us a little bit of time to, to get things going. And, you know, once we get these guys going, you know, obviously there's always that, that possibility that if they're overworked, we can bring a couple more on as well. So uh, it, it's working out great so far. I'm very insanely happy. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And if I'm happy, everyone's happy. Woohoo! <laughs> well, one more thing I wanted to mention. It's... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make Mr. Glenn angry. <laughs> he's what not good that? when he's angry. What was that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still got stuff to talk about, though, because now we got new releases. Ha ha. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sound like Barry White before this is over. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want to hear. All right. <laughs> I'm going to start with PSP and PS2 this week. All right. A little different order. There's two releases on each. Uh, NBA 2K11. Made both platforms and Ben 10 Ultimate Alien. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ben 10 Ultimate Alien show up on our doorstep because, my God, they have been bombarding us with PR releases for months. Yeah, so oh, that's great news. Yeah, Joel, you'll be you'll be reviewing that one. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks a lot. Why didn't I? Hopefully, it shows up while I'm in Vegas. I'll just pull that Vegas oh, card no, we'll, again. We'll just, we'll just send it over there. That's no problem. You said you're taking your PSP <laughs> with you. I saw your tweet already. You're taking your PSP, so. So you can figure out a way to zap it to my PSP while I'm in Vegas. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, FedEx, you know, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the PS3 next week, another quite a long list, a third, balls. fourth week in a row. Yeah, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, a game everybody's been waiting for, Hell finally yeah. hits the shelves next week in both a regular $60 edition and then, of course, the limited seventy ninety nine edition, which I'm sure has some really swell stuff. But, yeah, I don't know what they are. Uh, no, it looks cool. I can't, I can't wait. I, I think it comes with, like, a mask and stuff, but uh, that's a game that I liked at E3, and, and it wasn't even, from what I heard, uh, TGS had a much better demo running there. And the demo that's out on, it sounds like the demo that's out on PSN Plus over in Europe is actually, it sounds like the same demo from E3. So if that demo pops up today while we're recording... I have a feeling it's the same E3 demo, so I, you know, don't judge a book by that cover because it sounds like the TGS demo is way better, which I liked it at E3. So, yeah, the Castlevania fans are 
shouting very loudly that this game might actually meet their expectations for the first time in quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. No, I was very impressed with it when I saw it and played it. Yeah, but you're you're easily impressed. That's not true. That's not true. Just because I'm impressed <laughs> when I look in the mirror doesn't mean that, wait a second, damn, maybe you're right. See? I knew it. Son of a... All right. <laughs> uh, basketball game, NBA 2K11 comes out next week and in the news section a little bit later i might as well hit on it now uh, nba elite is not coming next week like it's supposed to it's got to push back a little bit indeed we'll talk on that a little bit later on but nba 2k 11 next week we're going to have a uh, developers conference call up on our site here in the near future <clears throat> it's got some very good information on the on the game so check it out hopefully it'll be up on the site before the podcast is out I had a chance to listen to it and it's highly recommended. They went in great detail over some of the new moves they added, the oh, cool. controls, uh, the Michael Jordan aspect of the game. You know, he's included this time around. And it's not only him, but there's a lot of classic teams to kind of go around him. Ooh. Wait, does he do the moonwalk? Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what? Michael Jordan? <laughs> Sorry, I'm pulling a mark here. I'm just getting us ready for when he's on. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, uh, I'm just gonna pull this out of the hat now and say that after Mark is done with his three reviews and you're gonna do your NHL one, he'll probably hang up. <laughs> or before no, we start no, 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 up no. after the break, he'll be like, "So can I disconnect after I'm done?" <laughs> no, because you know what we have to do. Then we have to have him do one review. Then I'll do NHL 11. Then he'll do another review, and then somebody does NBA, and then he'll do the last review. <laughs> I'll review the demo. There we go. There you go. Oh, poor Mark. <laughs> He's roped into this one. Indeed. Also, we have Enslaved Odyssey to the West comes out next week, a game everyone's talking about as well. Indeed. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Two Worlds, a game I don't know much about. Two Worlds? I don't even know what the hell that out. is. It's about Romulus and Remus. It's a Star Trek game. <laughs> Another game to get your waggle going. John Daly's Pro Stroke, Pro Stroke Golf comes next week. I'm telling you, this is going to be a sleeper hit. It's, i got to give that a shot. It's not as pretty as, as Tiger Woods. It doesn't have as many courses as, as Tiger Woods, but... What I saw, and even some of the new footage coming out, the the move implementation is really well done in this game. Well, yeah, this one was built for move, where yeah. Tiger Woods had attacked on later. Well, so. it wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, it's still coming out for 360 two weeks later for just regular controller, but like the move stuff was really impressive even at E3, and that was an, an early build. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have one for review. Yeah, they will. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. They built it with move in mind, well, yeah. where Tiger Woods... They they really didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's too bad that didn't show up in any of the move demo discs or online as a demo. Hopefully they consider doing something like that. True. True. Yeah. Of course, Ben 10 Ultimate Alien is also on the PS3. So. But of course. For those of you that just can't get enough Ben 10 across all platforms, you can come back for some trophies. <laughs> I'm on all three. And a game Glenn's been raving about for months. Or oh geez, God, even yes. before we joined the podcast, I think. Huh. Def Jam Rap Star. <laughs> Def Jam. Oh, we saw that at E3. It was, it was, it was like yeah. all these insane rap songs and stuff. Yeah, I should get up there and be the whitest guy in the room. They had a huge crowd around that, and everybody oh, yeah. was up there rapping. That's a Konami game, isn't it? 
I think it is. It was right there at the edge of the Konami booth. Yeah. So I think it was. I never really paid attention to it. If it wasn't Public Enemy or the Beastie Boys, I'm out. What about Cotton Eye Joe? That's one of your favorites, right? Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, my God. I hate that song. But every time I'm up up in the Wisconsin Dells area, they're always cranking that everywhere I go. Oh, God. It's like a Wisconsin Dells song. That gets played too often at hockey games. I just want to kill somebody. I think it was maybe like, that's why they do it to get the players all fired. I'm gonna go punch somebody. <laughs> like Stick them like in the guts. Let them know ago. you're there. There you go. <laughs> Throw your beer in his face. Just start playing all over games. him. Let him know you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Before I left the team. Uh, I hate that song. In all seriousness, what the hell's up with that song? I don't know. I well, uh, I don't want to get started. It's not worth talking. Well, we'll about. wait. We'll wait for the Cotton Eye Joe DLC down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it'll be up for Rock Band, but <laughs> no, you know it will be because we want it to be over on Guitar Hero side. But it'll come to Rock Band. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get the whole album. <laughs> the whole album. <laughs> hey, that's chock full of hits right there. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, uh, let's just roll right into this. Uh, very, very fortunate. We we talked to this gentleman once before, and he. Uh, we didn't scare him off. He actually agreed to come back on the show and talk to us for a little while. I think it was about 20 minutes we talked to him the other day. And uh, this is Ben Jones, uh, one of the designers over at Zipper Interactive for MAG. And we wanted to get him on to talk about, you know, the beta just ended last Friday. And we wanted to talk a little bit about what are we actually going to see in this in this uh, 2.0 update that's coming out. And maybe even try to find out when the heck it's coming out. So we talked to him for a little bit, and, and he actually gave us a ton of information on this which was uh, very beneficial so check it out ben jones from zipper interactive we are joined once again by mr ben jones uh designer on mag from zipper interactive and uh, we had him on before so welcome back to the show sir oh thank you it's uh, good to be here we didn't scare you off surprisingly i'm, I'm, I'm very shocked <laughs> by that so uh, well the other thing is though you're talking to somebody different we have you know josh and joel on the other end and, and they're kind of mag noobs so we'll have to talk a little bit about... Well, we'll have to use very small words around them, pretty much. Yeah, fantastic. Well, maybe we should talk about why they haven't played Mag yet. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was wondering that, that myself, but they never want to tell me anything, so... Hmm. <laughs> well, we wanted to get I don't you follow the- orders well. That's my problem. <laughs> orders. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but if you're in VG Evo, Josh, you can pre- pretty much be a lone wolf anyway. You just go over to Sever because it's the, they pretty much do anything for you over at Sever. You don't have to fight. You just yeah. You just let it do it for yourself, and it's all automatic. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I those guys are kind of wussies. Those sour guys. <laughs> just yeah. Mac talking already begins. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we wanted to get you on to talk about this uh, this Mag 2.0 that's coming out. Uh, a huge update to the game, and obviously people that own the game already are able to get into the beta and, and mess around with it. And you know we've seen some pretty major changes. We're on like I think the fourth iteration of the beta right now. Uh, which ends, actually, it'll be ended by the time this airs, so uh, it ends tomorrow from where we're recording Thursday night. So we just kind of want to get on and discuss a little bit and, and you know, ha- have you kind of explain some of this to us and see if maybe there's some more information available from what, you know, we got this post back on the 16th of September, so we wanted to see if anything new was available and uh, just kind of go over it. So I don't know if you just want to start hitting the bullet points and let us know what the heck we're getting here. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think it'd be helpful to kind of recap what we, uh, what we 
do have going into the patch because um, there's a ton of content there, and, and I'm sure not everybody's had a chance to check out the blog post. So, um, you know, obviously, obviously we're adding PlayStation Move support, which is huge. Um, and, you know, players who have participated in the beta, some of them might have gotten a chance to check that out. Um, but, we're, you know, we've continued to iterate that on over and over. Um, and even the stuff that's live in the beta doesn't represent the amount of changes that we've made in the last couple of weeks with Move. So um, we're really happy with the way that that's all come in. And, we, you know, we think we have uh, everything put together for players to have a really, you know, fantastic experience with the Move on day one. Um, which you know should be should be great. I, I exclusively been playing with the move in our last couple of play tests and when I play in the beta, um, just because it's it's such a cool fresh experience and it just feels so natural um, to me. And, and more than anything else, I gotta say I just I just love uh, shanking people with a knife now. This is just the you know the, the motion that's involved there just feels so good, so satisfying. Um, so that's been really great. So, you know, of course, we got the move support there, um, but, you know, a ton of major changes coming along with 2.0 uh, as well. And, you know, obviously that's a free patch of the game, which is, which is you know, really exciting for, for our users. Um, so, you know, we're increasing the level cap from 60 to 70, um, and we've completely changed our, our skill tree system. So it's now much more navigable. We've added a ton of skills. Uh, we've blown a couple of skills out so that they're now in tiers. Um, you know, and we think it's just much more digestible, um, and, and, our, and our, our fan base seems to seem so, uh, think so as well, because we've gotten some really strong feedback on it from the beta. Right. Um, you know, so, and, you know, I, I just think personally, that's great. I mean, you, you can really focus on how you want to play the game even more, um, with the new skill tree. Um, and then beyond that, we've got, uh, what we call the supply depot. So now everything is kind of broken out. Weapons are no longer in the skill tree. They're now in the supply depot with, uh, all the other gear and, and, and uh, attachments and uh, clothing items are now available, and they're they're in there for purchase. Um, and the way that you purchase those is through through getting uh, CP, which is basically tied to the amount of XP that you get in the game. Um, you get these uh, you get these CP that you're you're able to use in the supply depot to buy different items. And you know if you're not liking something, you can sell it at any point and get some CP back and maybe try some some different things. And now, the, you know, those a lot of those items are, are tied to specific levels. So, um, you know, you might really want the motion sensor and have the appropriate CP to get it, you know, if you're level 30, but you might not be able to get it until you're a little higher level. So, um, you know, it helps people progress throughout, uh, throughout the game, and it, it meters out the content a little bit more so that they've got, you know, they've got some things to look forward to at the higher levels. Um, Excuse me. Beyond that, I mean, one of my favorite features coming in is, is a clan deploy, um, which is, you know, finally yeah. going to enable everyone to get in and, and queue up with groups about 128 people at a time, which is just, you know, amazing. So, I mean, we'll finally have these big groups. I think the clans are going to use it a lot. Um, it, it's just it's just really cool to see, you know, that setup work so, you know, so fluidly, um, you know, and, and for us to finally, you know, put a feature out there that we've, you know, we've been working on for a while, and I know that the, you know our community has been clamoring for. Um, so that's going to be exciting. On top of that, you know, a bunch of little changes, mag news, tons of refinements with weapons and maps and, and vehicles. Um, you know, and new stuff. I particulars for you guys. I can think think of. Um, you know, we kind of changed the uh, recently changed the radius of the, the helicopter turrets so that you can get a little more flexibility there. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. You know, some tuning adjustments that people have been asking for in weapons. Um, Am, am I crazy to think that we're getting a better frame rate? Uh, well, you are, it really depends on, on uh, what you're playing. Uh, in Escalation, you obviously are because we took a completely different approach to that. Um, okay. you know, we can talk a little bit about the Escalation pack in the future. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've continued to make 
you know, engineering and visual enhancements that uh, allow us to run at, at a little higher frame rate, which is, you know, always nice. Yeah, definitely. I, I noticed that pretty quickly when I, when I first played the beta. I was talking to a couple of guys that I know, and so then I went, does this seem smoother than anyone else? Oh, yeah, the frame rate's better. So... All right. Well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it, we feel the same way. You know, it's it's uh, when you've got a product out there for uh, for as long as we've been supporting Mag, it's uh, you know, we we go through all these different systems looking to make refinements, and um, you know, as we do so, we uh, we're able to uh, you know pick up frames here and there when we when we make adjustments, uh, you know, right. to streaming and such. Well, let's hit on a little bit with the uh, the skill trees, especially because it seems to me at least that. Things have become a lot more specific in terms of the different roles that are out there. Uh, in, in, instead of having like the jack of all trades or the Swiss Army knife uh, mentality of your character, I think it's still there, but it's a little bit easier to visualize now. In terms right. of, it, it seems like it's easier to figure things out now, basically. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, this is something that we would wanted to do, uh, you know, a long time ago. But um, the amount of you know work that goes into uh, this stuff in, in Flash and the user interface is just incredible. Um, you know, and we have a, a good sized user interface team here, but those guys are just slammed working on this stuff all the time because it, you know it is really complex. Um, but we're we're so happy that they were able to bust their tails and, and get this done because. Uh, it absolutely gives you, you know, a very quick visual representation of, of where you've spent your skill points, what kind of character that you're playing with. Uh, I mean, for instance, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, you know, and my guy has, you know, you know, the assault tree fully loaded out, you know, a ton of close quarter stuff and medical um, with some athleticism and then um, almost all of the resistances. But, you know, there's a ton of other trees like spec ops and engineering and vehicles that I just haven't even explored, um, you know, with my level 70 character here. So um, it's it's really cool to be able to, you know, not only see it at a glance, but have so many skills um, that you can really specialize and create a unique character that brings you know a completely different uh, perspective to the battlefield. So you're totally killing us though, because we're totally and completely spoiled in the beta being at level seventy right now. Because then we're going to go back well, to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so sorry to mention that, but yeah, don't worry. I mean, it's uh, you know here very shortly. Uh, you know that that free patch 2.0 will come out, and uh, everybody will be able to you know start grinding to get up to level seventy. Yeah, I still got to grind a long way. I play the game all the time, but I just haven't really progressed very quickly. I'm always in the hmm. support role more, and I don't really build up a lot of points. What are you gonna? Do? Well, you know, I think there are ways in the support role that you can do that. I mean, what you know, what there's a ton of points that you get from healing. We've also one of the things we changed yeah. to 2.0 is the amount of points that you're getting for repairing things, um, especially with the new skills that we've got in you know in engineering. Um, you're able to uh, you know to get a lot more points of that as um, you increase your uh, the skill with which you're you're doing things, right? Repairing uh, bridges or bunkers or vehicles or whatever. Um, so that's you know, there's lots of different ways you can uh, you could help out on the battlefield. So hopefully the the new point uh, totals will help you guys in that regard. Yeah, we just have to call back the uh, the reserves of the Raven VG Evo Army and get on the battlefield right. with this. So yeah, get them back. <laughs> uh, Joel, Josh, you got a couple questions to read from our community. Yeah, we got one from the VG Evo community, actually. I've got two questions. The first one is, with uh, faction neutrality of several maps, clan deploy, and the upcoming escalation game mode, is the Shadow War being phased out of the game? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, even escalation itself, um, you know, has its own shadowable rewards. And, you know, I think it's still very important to, you know, to fight for those, especially if you're, you know, interested in, in uh, the high-level game. You know, uh, I think anybody will tell you if you own, you know, you own the contract um, that, that allows you, um, you know, the leadership bonus ranges and tactical strike cooldown times, you know, the, those things really change change the game. I mean, it you know, they allow you to to call in strikes quicker. I mean, you're one step ahead of your enemy, and I think um, what's really nice about that is, you know, as Escalation fits into that, it has its own uh, contract awards, and I think it's important to still fight for those. Um, you know, I, I don't know that we really watered it down at all. I think we're just giving players uh, new opportunities to experience the game, I mean, by, by going faction neutral in a couple of senses, and, and then also having all three factions in one map. So, um, you know, I think, I think the Shadow War is still an important element of the game, and, and players will continue to feel it. Um, but we just want to, you know, change things up a little bit so they can continue to enjoy the content um, that they've already got and then experience some new things, uh, you know, in terms of 2.0 and, and the Escalation Pack. Well, and while we're on the subject, can we talk a little bit more about the Escalation Pack? Because I know it came out, and, and or you know we've been playing it for a little bit here. Uh, I, I think some people don't even know about it, because we had a question on the, on the forums that was basically asking, hey, is there a way to get all three clans playing at once? Well, yeah. <laughs> right, so, well, there will be, right? I mean, for right. now, it's only in the beta. Uh, Escalation Pack should go live here soon. I mean, basically, what that is, um, we've got an all-new game type, Escalation, which has 32 players from each faction fighting in a single map for the first time over a game type that's, that's kind of similar to Sabotage. So if you had a chance to play Sabotage, you know, you've got some sub-objectives and then a primary. Right. Um, and it's all about controlling energy resources. Um, and what's you know really exciting for me, obviously having all three uh, factions of the map at once creates some really interesting gameplay scenarios, right? Like, um, you know, if you capture two sub objectives, then everybody is going towards the central objective D to kind of uh, you know either hold it down or to take it out. Um, and you know you're seeing <laughs> you're seeing all three factions at once, and you say, okay, well Raven's got D locked down. Um, but I, you know, I'm and I'm a Sever guy, and I see these Valor guys rushing towards the objective. Should I should I kill them now, or do I wait until they bust into the objective and, and kill a couple of Raven guys first? I mean, it, you know, you have to make those conscious decisions now, and I think it's uh, we're going to see some cool emergent gameplay from it, and I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I I've been playing that mode a couple times, and it is quite insane actually because. No matter what, it always seems like you have more people against you because you really do. You have two clans against the one, no matter what clan you're on, you know, and, and it's this big round robin. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's especially where clans game. get involved. I mean, if you know, if you have the clans filling it up with 32 on each side, I mean, that's going to be really, really intense. So, I, you know, I can't wait to see that start to happen as well. It's It changes the gameplay quite a bit. I mean, it, you definitely have to play the game differently than you would in even a sabotage, even though, it is, like you said, it's pretty similar, but it's a very exciting mode and i think it's it's one that we're going to be yeah it's one we're going to be playing quite a bit awesome well yeah i know i will be too i mean i um you know i was able to work on that game mode exclusively for the last couple of months and you know there are a lot of people on the team that really poured themselves into it um, cuz you know three factions in one map it's not only something that the community has asked for for a long time it's something that we wanted to do and yeah. you know to, to finally get that chance was was great for us and we just don't you know dive right into it and and did everything we could to make sure it would be as fun as possible nice so how good is the community? I know you've obviously you spend a lot of time pouring your heart into these games, as you stated. What, what does it feel like if you're one of those guys and you go online and get your butt handed to you? Or does that not happen? 
just as a just as an individual or a clan member, what I mean, yeah, what type of experience. Yeah, either or. Either or. Well, you know, I mean, I, I think it's interesting both ways. I mean, I think you know it, what's interesting is, yeah, you can run across a clan that that kicks your butt, and you know, I'm in a really really strong clan, and and you know that happens to us every once in a while too. Um, you know, but I think whether or not you're in a clan, if you have that experience, I mean. It, you know, it can be short term, a little painful, right? But it also breeds rivalry, which I think is one of the best parts about about Mag is creating these distinct rivalries between factions, between clans. Um, and you know, I, I think I think that in and of itself is something to get excited about. That's cool. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, my my only concern was stepping into the game, you know, at level one <laughs> with everybody who's already established in the game, and you know, how hard that would be uh, for somebody new to step in really at this point in the game. Well, I, you know, I, I think it's different for every person, but, you know, we still meter things out. We're not pushing you into the, the really high level game types until you reach a certain rank. Right. Um, yeah. So, you that's know, you're good. You're, yeah. I mean, you, you get exposure, you know, you go through the training, you get some, you know, some combat exposure and suppression, you move up to sabotage, which, you know, is a really competitive mode, um, but you're not overwhelmed with uh, some of the stuff that you'll, that's featured in the higher level gameplay, right? All the airstrikes and, um, you know, all the leadership changes and, uh, and, and what that brings to bear. So, you know, I think the fact that we still meter out the complexity, um, you know, and players are really able to, they're, they're able to take their time with it and kind of, create their own experience um, enables them to avoid you know a problem where you might have um, you know showing up late in the game and and honestly I mean with you know uh, with the amount of stuff that we've got coming out I mean I think this is a, a great time to jump in as a new player um, you know mag is, is a really competitive title there's still a ton of people playing and um, you know we're hoping that these new features along with uh, some other stuff is, is going to rope players in and and, and bring it back and, and make it as strong as, uh, you know, strong as it, stronger than it's been um, throughout this whole period. I'd, I'd almost build upon that and say, you know, don't forget that you have the ability to join up with the clan. And, and VG Evo, I think we have a clan in every faction right now. And it always helps when you've got people that you can count on. And, and it, it helps you progress faster. It helps you, if you want to, like, go to a specific role. If you want to become an, become someone that defends only or you know that does a lot of repairing or anything else, it helps you do that because you fit in to the larger puzzle of you know okay these guys are assaults these guys are, are medics et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. and also I mean we've got the guys that have respect a couple of times we've got guys that have swapped factions when they hit the the level cap that have come back to Raven and come back to that clan and they've gone through this process now where they can help you figure out where you want to be in your progression where, you know, it, I know Vladrick especially, he came back and he's like, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to do this, 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 and then you'll get to this. And, you know, we were all, you know, talking about getting revived right away because that, that's a great way to build up points at the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's one of the best things about this game is that number one, the, the cap for the, the clan is so large that we've got a great group of people in there. And usually we can find somebody to play with, but, it's a pretty strong clan, and, and a lot of people still get on there. And Mag's always had an excellent party system where we can get people on there, and the voice chat works all the way throughout, and, and you follow each other around. Um, but also, like like Ben said, you know they kind of progress you along also. And we have guys that are respecking and everything else that are start, starting at a lower level 
because they've come from one uh, faction to the other that you can almost build up with, but they've got experience on their own. Right. So that's what's nice about Right. Them. Well, and actually, to your point, I mean, what's, that's amazing about clans, and I think, you know, anybody, I, I would definitely encourage anyone that has an opportunity to, you know, to join up with a clan and let them help you learn. But um, what's more exciting for me is, you know, from a new player's perspective, is that I can contribute to the battlefield in so many different ways, right? I, I don't have to be... I don't have to be the best, uh, you know, close quarters combat guy. I don't, I don't have to be the best sniper. I mean, I, all I have to do is, is go around and heal my teammates or, you know, repair a couple objectives or defend a certain point, um, you know, drive the vehicle around and be a good driver, dropping your, you know, dropping your shoulders from place to place. So yeah. there's a ton of different ways that you can make an impact, and, and, you know, you don't have to be the best shooter player to really pick it up and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask also for uh, noobs like myself or Josh, um, and this, I'm going to personalize this question a little bit because it's probably tough to answer. But what would you recommend to us, the regular control or the old control scheme or the new move control scheme? Ooh, that's really <laughs> interesting. You know, I, I, it, there's two ways to look at it. Um, first off, I mean, obviously there's going to be, um, you know, a, a, a slight issue of familiarity with any new hardware. I mean, right, because, like, even if you're new to mag, right, you're, gonna, you're probably going to be way more new to the move, right, because the hardware just came out. That said, I mean, I think it the move is incredibly new user friendly. I was able to pick it up. You know, I probably had played two games before I felt really comfortable with it and, you know, was shooting accurately and, and doing all the things that I wanted to do. And honestly, now it's, I mean, it's my, uh, it's my control of choice. Um, you, know, you know, I still go back to DualShock 3, to, you know, to give myself a break and, and rest up a little bit. Um, but, God, yeah, I love the move, and I think as a new user it would be a great experience. But, you know what, I think you, um, you're going to have that same experience with the, with the DualShock 3. It's, if, if you feel more comfortable with that, um, then go with that. And, and, you know, the game is, is laid out as such that you should still be uh, kind of handheld through the process and, and shouldn't really get overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, it's an exciting time to be a new user to this game and have the choice. So we probably can try a little bit of both and then decide what feels best. That's true. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely recommend that. And, you know, I, I think the best thing for you to do is if you're able to go to a store and get a move in your hands and just kind of play around with it, even if it's not in mag, right, you, you're getting a feel for the controller. If it's something that you feel comfortable with, I would highly recommend trying it with mag because it's, it's just a, a breeze, man. It's it's so fun to run around with that thing, and it feels like I'm back to you know the old keyboard and mouse days on PC. Just you know, just playing shooters that way. It's it's just such a natural extension. I, I can say, well, I, look, I, I tr- I've been trying it for with Move for a couple hours now, and 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 we talked about this offline, and I've really had some problems with it. I played SoCom Four with it at E3, and mm-hmm. I think because SoCom Four is just a little bit slower in the pace. I think that's why, because I was saying the exact same thing about SOCOM 4, that it really kind of took me back to the old keyboard and mouse days. And, and, you know, I had the move on my lap, and I just kind of had it on my hip moving around, and it worked beautifully. The problems I was having in MAG were more about if I was trying to pop a guy really long distance out, especially if I was down in the scope on, like, a sniper rifle, even pulling the trigger, move is... It sounds like a a marketing ploy, but move is so sensitive that I would pull the trigger and even move it just a little bit, and mm-hmm. I would be totally off target again. So, right. Well, you know, and that you know that. that definitely was the case, and it's probably still the case in in, uh, in live right now in, in the beta. Um, but again, in the last couple of weeks alone, we've made so many strides with move that it's now you've kind of got this little this little buffer area. 
um, that, that kind of slows, slows it slows down the cursor a little bit when you're when you're near targets. It's not it's not like an auto aim, but um, it definitely helps you track a little bit more. Um, and then we've also significantly adjusted the tuning values and set much uh, much more distinct presets that I think uh, you know players are going to be able to switch when. And I, you know, once I'm in the presets, I don't even use custom anymore. I, I just use. Uh, uh, we've got a competitive setting, um, and I've just been using that because I really like those new settings. But you're able to go through those. I think this, the first couple of presets, if, you know, and, and if you don't find something that works for you there, we've got the custom option that you can, you know, you can tailor kind of like five, five or six different variables to really fit it to your needs. Right. Um, you know, so I think there's something for everything there, and I, and I think the players, even those players that have had a chance to try it in the beta, um, should definitely, you know, try it when 2.0 goes live because the, the changes that we've made. Are, are really dramatic, um, and you know I, th- I think the experience has just gotten so much better. Um, to that point, we ha- we had a focus test in Foster City, I think last week with um, with our latest settings, and uh, it, it's amazing to see the turnaround in responses that we've had from people. Um, so you know, I mean, we're really excited. I think the you know, the team working on that feature has done a fantastic job. Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely give it a shot when it comes out because it's, uh, I mean, it's going to be one of the very few shooter experiences you'll have from the get go with move. And, uh, you know, we've, we've worked our butts off trying to set a baseline that, that everyone will enjoy. Well, and, and I even said last week on the show that even, even if I was having a problem with it, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to, and also give it a, give it a couple of hours at least, you know, don't just run in and if it doesn't work once, ah, just throw it down on the ground and grab your dual shock. It, it's just more about getting familiar with it. I mean, I was, I probably spent two matches just trying to find out what button did what. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, yeah, and I mean, yeah, the, the button layouts are a little different on Move, but there's a lot of familiarity there. I mean, I think we only had to change a couple of things for the controller. So if you if you've had a chance to play Mag before with a DualShock, you you should be able, fairly confident with uh, with the Move just from the outset. Nice, right? Uh, so so do we know? Do we have any type of window that we think this might be coming out to us or do we have a date yet yeah I, next couple of weeks i don't we don't have a firm date yet but um yeah any week now it's you know it's in um uh it's in fpqa right now they're you know they're validating all, all the content that we pushed out there and um you know that's that's really the last phase so um hopefully very soon and um and i i honestly i can't wait because it's been fun playing it here in the office in the beta but I, you know i really want to get it home now that everything's finalized and and push my home character up to level 70 <laughs> yeah i got a ways to go to get to 70 i think i'm at like 47 or something but I was, I was oh man! I, you know, I think I'm just going to get the new vehicle skills. The uh, oh yeah, the, uh, the damage, the damage on the vehicle skills. So you can just run people over like crazy and just jump into nice. domination and and drive in circles and crush people all day. <laughs> See, every time you guys have a double XP weekend, I'm gone. I think you did it during E3. I think you did it during PAX. I want to say, pretty much any time oh, there was an event, you guys were doing a double XP weekend. Well, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of weeks when it comes out, I don't think there are any major events happening uh, happening soon. So, you know, it's hopefully give you an opportunity to uh, hit up a double XP weekend because we'll certainly have one when when two point goes live. All right, that that'll, that's good to know. That's good to know. I'm going to need it. So, all right, Joel, Josh, you got any other questions for him? No, I got nothing. Well, we don't want to eat up too much more of your time, Mister Mister Jones. Uh, no, not a problem. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on again, and, and we really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your day to do that. And uh, everybody, look for the new patch coming out. It's a free patch, and, and man, this, this update's huge. And, and I'll tell you, just from playing the beta, I cannot wait to get my hands on a lot of this new stuff. 
Uh, I've really been enjoying the beta so far. And as a suggestion, I'd like to say, and, and of course, by the time this recording comes out, it'll be over, but if you guys want to leave the servers on over the weekend, at least just let us play. I don't think anybody would be mad about that. <laughs> uh, sadly, I think that's uh, that's beyond my control at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, us putting down the service is a good sign. That means 2.0 is just around the corner, and True. you know, obviously, everyone with Mac should definitely check that out. And if you, you know, if you haven't picked it up, this is a great time to do so. Especially, you know, with the Escalation Pack coming out in parallel, um, you've got a new game type, three new missions that you know I think are really fantastic, um, and then nine new weapons as well. So. Uh, there's a lot there to explore, and I, I would definitely uh, incentivize everyone to go out and, and check it out. All right. Well, thank you much, sir, and you have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, our thanks once again to Ben for stopping over and talking to us for a little while, and uh, hopefully we'll get him back very soon to talk about some more stuff. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Extra Life. You know, we, we have to talk about Extra Life every week until it happens, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it after it happens as well. So, Extra Life, for those of you that don't know, this might be your first time on the show. Extra Life is something that Sarcastic Gamer kind of brought together about three years ago, and it's a charitable event. It's a 24-hour gaming marathon, so we, we sit down and we play games for 24 hours straight. Uh, this year it's going to be on October 16th of 2010. We're starting at 8 a.m. on Central Standard Time, and uh, we're going to have a live stream running the entire time. We're going to have a couple people over with us as well, so it's going to be myself. Josh is flying in even. It's an important event, so Josh is flying in. And boy, are his arms going to be tired. Oh. <laughs> uh, All right, doing- <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it worked. Uh, we're going to be doing it over at Joel's house this year, and his, and his lovely wife, Shay, is, is going to put up with us for 24 hours plus. And uh, Mark and Jess are going to be coming over. I believe 9-Volt and Cracker Jack are official now. So we're going to have those guys over as well. And uh, we've actually teamed up with Gamers Only Older uh, because they actually can't do it that day. They're going to be doing it the following weekend from what it sounds like. But we teamed up with them. And, of course, <laughs> to, the, to, to the Canadians' chagrin, uh, Scott started calling us VG Evo North. So suck it, Canada. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we got some great stuff. So what we did, we, we started last year, we actually started uh, doing a raffle. So we got a bunch of different game companies to send us stuff to give away in this raffle. Uh, so Sony Europe sent us a bunch of like Dead Nation shirts and a bunch of different games. Uh, we have uh, like five copies of Mod Nation Racers to give away. We've got a uh, Sports Champions Move starter pack, the $100 pack. We've got that to give away. Uh, we just got uh, a, a voucher for, what is it, Sonic Adventure, the Dreamcast one, plus the DLC for it. So that's going to be one package. Uh, Sigma Omega actually sent us what he calls the ultimate uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts pack with every Kingdom Hearts game, including Birth by Sleep. We've got, I mean, just tons and tons of stuff. 85 or 86 prizes we're up to now. Last year we had 59. So not too bad. We're doing pretty good. We know for a fact we have more stuff on the way. We just don't know what it is. We don't have it in our hands yet, so we don't want to list it yet. But what you can do, we kind of have Extra Life Central set up over at our website. So if you go over to psnation.org, over on the right side, you'll see a banner for Extra Life. Click on that, and that's going to show you everything. That's where our stream's going to be. That's where pretty much any information that, that's possible is going to be up on there. And we're going to start putting some, some more stuff up there very, very soon, including some information for the fighting stick that Scott Sauer is actually modding for uh, this event. So it's, it's going to be... Uh, I believe it's a TE stick, a, a Mad Cat's TE stick that he's modding just for this event. 
and it's not going to be dual modded. I, I was I was asking about it last week, and he emailed me and said, "No, it's not dual modded, so it's just for PS3 right now." But um, I think what we're doing, and I should probably get this officially from him, but I believe, don't quote me on this, but I think it's going to be the highest amount of donations from one person wins it, and I think the cutoff is going to be 1 a.m. Sunday morning, so Sunday the 17th at 1 a.m. Central Standard Time. I believe the highest, so whoever has donated the most by then is going to win that stick. So don't quote me on that. i got to get that on the site, but... That's what I mean. You need to keep your eyes over on the website to find out what all the details are. We're going to put some pictures up of it, some pictures of the other uh, prizes what, as soon as I get the damn camera ready to go, and a lot of cool stuff. So be ready. We need people to play online with, and be ready with your money. And if you want to, you can actually donate today, and you're going to be in for raffle tickets right away. And the more you donate, the more raffle tickets you get, and all the levels are up on the website as well. So check that out. Go over to psnation.org. Hit that link on the right side, and that will show you everything. And up on the up on the top of that screen, there's a big red Donate Now button, and that's how you can donate to the cause. So definitely step stop over, please. And it's for Children's Miracle Network. Come on, you're helping sick kids. Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> please think of the children. Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, there's over 180 hospitals where, that you can that we're playing for, and. Pretty much wherever you live, you're probably going to be close to a CMN hospital. So this affects everyone. So it's a really good cause, and we believe very strongly in it. So get over there and help us out. And also streaming the event as well. Yeah, I've been doing streaming tests the last few nights to see what the best way to do it is. Uh, I've got some grand plans that I don't know if we're going to work or not, but we do have a direct capture card this year, so you'll be able to see some gameplay. And I'm, I'm hoping next week we can make a pretty cool announcement about something that we might be streaming something that's not out yet. <clears throat> so I'm still working on that with PR. So uh, stay tuned. Very Did you guys get my notes on that choreographed dance skit I put together? <laughs> yeah, didn't we get challenged or something? Can do a little extra life routine for everybody. Oh, Maybe about the halfway point. Might have to do that. We'll have a camera set up. <laughs> Just saying. We got challenged. And we do. I do have the email this time. But somebody challenged us that he'll double his donation if... Two of us, including Mark, so me, you, or me, Josh, Joel, Mark, if two of us tango to the Blue Oyster music. Oh, really? Yeah, this. <laughs> he said he'd double his donation. I think he said he was going to do 50. Double it to 100 if we tango to this. Do our, do our pants have to be on or off? I don't, I, well, I mean, it's a pants-off dance-off, so I mean, I'm sure it's optional, but... I mean, if I'm dancing, my pants are coming off. Well, it, obviously. Duh. But I don't know if he'll then, like, cut his donation in half or, <laughs> or triple it. You oh, know, no. it depends. <laughs> well, he might triple it. I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not above whoring myself out for money for this cause. So, <laughs> just saying. We're going to have a thing where um, uh, we're going to have five games picked out that we just absolutely despise. And you can pay money to make us play that for an hour. So we'll have the details up on the website for that one as well, including listing the games for all of us. Uh, I think I don't think Jess is in, but I think it's going to be us three and Mark that'll be on that list. I think we're going to have to put Nine Volt and Cracker Jack on that as well, unless Cracker Jack is going for some stupid like twelve hour trophy again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll get like a backup generator over here for all the electricity. Oh, to make sure we keep it going. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Yeah, we have to do a platinum challenge too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to figure that. I can't find mm. that email. Has anyone found that email? No. no. Okay. But none of us have a platinum. I know. Well, no. if you're if you're listening, whoever sent that email, obviously we can't find it anywhere. But somebody sent us an email basically saying that he would donate fifty bucks a person for us four if we got a platinum before or at Extra Life. So please send that email again because I don't know what happened to it. I have no idea. But I know I saw it because I'm actually working on my strategy right now on on a platinum I could probably get. Like I said, I'll whore myself up for, for this cause as much well, as I despise I, trophies. I'm one trophy away from a platinum on God of War 1. Ooh. All I have to do is the speed run. Oh, yeah, but I've heard that's pretty tough. No, actually, a, a couple people sent me tips and said it's real easy if you do the right thing. <laughs> no, Josh, it's going to be really tough. Oh, no, I mean it's impossible. I'm not sure how I'm ever going <laughs> to get it done. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd pick that one. That might be too difficult for you, especially in 24 <laughs> hours' time. That's, I don't know. Oh, crap. All right, let's do the news. We've talked enough about this. Who wants to take the first one? Who wants to go where? where, where? What are we doing here? I'll do, let's the, I'll do that, it. Let's give it to that guy, you, you just referred to before. All right, I'll take her. That's fine. So, wait, you put, okay, here we go. So, Mod Nation Racers, a definite favorite of, of mine, especially, and I believe your guys as well. Uh, a lot of new stuff including a very, very big deal with this new patch that just came out. Online has now been region lock removed. So now we can play our buddy Fluffy Nuts down in Australia online. So there's no more region lock. Yes. About time. Yay. Very, very awesome. Uh, it's cool. With the link that we have in the in the, uh, the show notes, though, they did an artist spotlight on Naughty Dog, and uh, they actually created Sully in the, uh, in the game. So it's pretty badass as well. But... Yeah, no more regional lock on Mod Nation Racers. What more can you say? That that is just freaking awesome. And the game dropped to forty bucks this week, and they have over three hundred thousand registered tracks, all user created. That's insane. Wow, damn, that is nuts. That'll be a great extra life game, especially now that we can get some European and Australian love going on in there. I think that's a very good idea, Joel. You know, there is also the Nathan Drake mod and cart pack. As Indeed. well. Indeed. Ooh. Very good point, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. I was not aware of that. I, I strive to... Yes, I strive for excellence. Really? When did that start? <laughs> uh, my mom said I was excellent. <laughs> my mom says I'm cool. Oh, That's crap. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to talk this NBA stuff? Well, I know that I was supposed to review well, this one. I'll talk about this because, you know, because of how excellent I am and how not excellent EA is and excellent how they're trying to, uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Um, (laughs) If you know so much about women, why are you sitting here on a Saturday night? (laughs) All right. So EA decided that, uh, you know, they put out a demo, they've done playtesting and all of a sudden this past week they said, you know what? Our game is not that good. Um, so we're going to need to delay it. Indeed. And they've offered up the fact that they will still be doing content for live 10 players um, throughout the season, throughout this new NBA season, uh, until, you know, at least NBA Elite 11 shows up, whenever that may be. 
Yeah, uh, there's been talk that it may get pushed even into next year, and they apparently have a lot of work to do on it. But, you know, they didn't really give a firm date. They just said they're going to keep working on it until they're certain that they can deliver something that's worthwhile. It's so elite Um, you can't own it. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think the problem is the name change. You know, it's it's all the the graphic work that's involved, and there's a lot of printing, and it takes some time. You know, <laughs> so. But <laughs> on a side Not note, to mention all the business cards they got to reprint. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But on a side note, something good comes out of this. Indeed. NBA Jam, which is coming to the Wii as scheduled on October fifth will also be coming as a standalone product to the 360 and PS3 by the holidays. Yay! Which everybody wanted already anyway. Exactly. So maybe that's what was screwing it up. It was jamming that that NBA jam in there, and I don't know. They've had some code issues. Um, You know, they've been in 2K's shadow with the NBA series for a couple of years, and they tried to do some major changes with the controls this year, and it's run into a lot of issues in the demo. A lot of people have been complaining loudly. Uh, so yeah, they're listening, and they're aware. You know, they need to they need to do some work on the game, and they're going to do that. Take so, some time out. So here's two things that that we should probably discuss about this, though. First off, is when it was going to be included with Elite. They were saying that it wasn't, it didn't have every feature that the Wii version had, except it had online play, of course. So now, do you think that they're going to add all these features since this is going to be a full standalone product? But also, when they say, and, and the wording here from Peter Moore is, as a standalone product on the Xbox 360 and PS3 in time for the holidays, which people were screwing up on NeoGAF because they were saying disc, that he said disc, and he doesn't say that anywhere here. So now. Yeah. Is this a downloadable title? Is this going to be a full disc release? Is it going to have all those features? You know, a lot of this stuff that we don't know yet, we just know you're going to be able to buy Jam on its own, unlike before. I would guess it would be downloadable because they're pulling code and printing discs and, you know, the packaging and the instruction book and everything that goes into that. That's more money, really. And shipping all of them. True. Uh, but if anybody for, can do for, it, EA can. Yeah, I mean, they could. I, I just... Well, it looks like some, they did for the uh, NHL title and the NFL title last year. They oh, just for, put it right on the PSN. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the arcade titles that they came out with. Yeah, they, they actually have the arcade NHL arcade on NHL 11. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know I, that. Really? I don't know if it's just the demo. I really should have checked that. I'll check that before I do the review. But um, it's there. When you put the disc in, you actually <laughs> see two like disc arm? icons. He's gonna... yeah. You see two different disc icons, and one of them is NHL 11, and the other one is NHL 3-on-3. Three three. Cool. So you'll have to double-check. Well, this, this is the first time I can remember where EA actually says a product needs more work and goes back to the drawing board or not the drawing board, but goes back and polishes it. Normally they just put it out and, ma- and not say anything. I'm, and then we get yeah. stuck well, dealing with it, you yeah. know, so a lot it's of very good companies sign. will do that. Yeah. I'm pretty EA especially. Yeah. yeah. Cause over, over the years, let's be honest, some of these sports titles have really been lacking, especially like five years ago. 
Yeah. Well, I think they're under the gun here with NBA because this is this is the one that, that they've really had the competitor on top of them yeah. for years. And they really need to, you know, make this game shine. They obviously did a lot of work on this one, changing things up to try to really go head-to-head with, uh, with 2K. They even changed the name to get that bad taste of live out of people's mouth. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's the first trick to, to marketing something is just quickly change the name, you know, so people won't associate it with the ones that they hated. Does that so, mean we have to change our name soon? Damn. Well, yeah, obviously. Duh. Duh. Yeah, I'd like to see the, I'd like to see EA do here. And 2K did this again, like five or six years ago, they came out at the 1999 price point, And they said, our product is so damn good that we're going to put it at 20 bucks and we're going to stand tall right next to our EA competitors. We're going to yeah. prove we're the better deal. And then over time, you know, if you believe in the franchise, we'll bump it back up to 60. Now, that didn't really pan out for 2K because they were doing that right at a time when things were sort of in flux and visual concepts was getting out of it. And unfortunately, that strategy didn't necessarily pay off. But I like the approach, and I think if NBA, especially if NBA Elite is coming out like when the NBA season is almost over with, <laughs> they might want to really seriously consider pricing it at a point that's going to get people in kind of late in the season, give it a shot, and have it stand on its own. And if it's as good of a game or the control scheme is, is that much better or more intuitive, then cheaply price it at the late end of this year, get people in there, and then put it back up to a full-fledged title next year at the $60 price point. I honestly yeah. think at this point, if it if it slips to 2011, it won't come out. It'll come out as NBA Elite 12. I really think that. Well, I guess it depends. What, Pop, I mean, if it possibly, comes out after yeah. the season's over, there's no that would make no sense. No. Sure. Yeah. Uh, January at the latest. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, you've, you've got all these other sports games coming out. You know, you always have baseball in March. You always have, uh, you know, FIFA soccer coming out like right now. You always have NHL coming out at a certain time. So if you're not in that groove, you're really going to screw yourself because a lot of people move from sport to sport to sport throughout the year. And coming out at a different time, I I just think isn't a really good idea. Unless they do what I'm saying. I think, I mean, when the NBA playoffs start, people have that renewed interest in the league. Everyone gets excited, or at least people that are into the sport get really excited put the game out at 20 or 30 bucks right at that moment. And I think they could really get a lot of people to at least look at it, give it a shot and they could build some momentum going into the next season. Sure. Eh, not a bad idea. I, yeah. I, I doubt they'll do that. They don't, you know, but I think that's that my hurt, advice. I EA. think that hurt 2k because right around the time they did that within a year or two, I believe uh, EA got the exclusive license. <laughs> so it didn't help that's them, right. you know. People jumped right. on it, and, and it was a better game. And everybody said, "Wow, this is a much better game," and that's great. And then, boom, they didn't have the license anymore. Uh. Well, you know what they say: if you can't beat them, just buy the license. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, on to the next one. Uh, I know, I know what's coming here too. Uh, PlayStation Plus retail cards have been spotted at Target. So not only, hey, did you buy one of those? <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, you can use regular PSN cards still. So really, this is marketing more than anything else. Yeah. Because you can buy a $50 PSN card or a $20 one and use that towards it anyway because they have a unified wallet. So, I mean, all right. It's good that they're pushing it, and it's good that they're actually showing some marketing. Uh, Might as well just do it, Josh. 
Well, this is a way for your friend to actually buy you PlayStation Plus. You know, it's like here, here's a, it's not just a PSN card where you can pick and choose. I am buying you PlayStation Plus, dude, and you're going to like it. Yeah. That's right, because Glenn wanted to be special. I did not. Yeah. No, I have PlayStation Plus now. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought you copied me because I actually bought it and then you had it like a I didn't minute. Know, that was just I didn't co- know you did that. That was just a later. coincidence. Yeah. I well, tell your story. Home. Well, I, I mean, my buddy was up for the weekend and, and I had to run to Target to, I wanted to look at something like Blu-rays or something and I didn't realize that he bought this PSN card. So I came home and I was downstairs watching TV or something and he's up here and. I came upstairs and he's playing fucking high velocity bowling with the with the move controller. I'm like, wait, the patch came out? I thought that, I thought that wasn't going to come out until like October 25th. And he goes, oh, no, no, it's 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 working. And I go, what do you mean it's what? I, what did you, what did you do? No, 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 no. And I'm like, what did you do? And I hit the PlayStation button and sure enough, I had a plus next to my name. And I went, <laughs> oh, you are an asshole. <laughs> so, you know. God damn it. And the funny thing is, then I started looking through the stuff. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. God damn it. So it, it downloaded the Madden patch for me automatically. Yay. Oh, see, that's sweet. Oh, that's right. I forgot to take advantage of that. I was so excited to get the uh, move patch for high-velocity bowling, <laughs> and I downloaded a bunch of free. I forgot all about the uh, down, background downloads. And, the th- and I told him this, too. I'm like, you know, nobody's going to believe this story. They're going to think I just went and bought Plus. No, we know you did, but we're just humoring you, you know, going along with the story. Like, yeah, sure, that's nice. Uh, no, he's like, <laughs> give you an A plus for effort, though. With the move controller. Well, he just got his PS3 back because his broke down a long time ago. Because where he kept it at our buddy's house, he'd always put it like in a cabinet, and it never breathed. I mean, it it was like inside this cabinet, and he would close the door, and it would just superheat inside this thing. And he ruined his PS3. So Rock, you know, called support and all that and got a slim for like 120 bucks uh traded out so he just got it and he brought it up here for me to throw the hard drive in and um he got move and he was i want to see i want to see bowling with move you couldn't do this on your account i don't know when i'm gonna hook it up (laughs) (sighs) so yeah i know nobody's gonna believe me but that's the truth it it happened come on come on uh well we'll talk about uh, bowling with move but it's really good yeah but I don't know if it's worth fifty bucks <laughs> well so yeah so the cards themselves it's marketing really because as we've said you know and this is what everybody said the moment it came out they said well are we going to get cards in the stores and I'm like dude it's you just get a fifty dollar card they're there in the stores well what I'm wondering though is but if people you do it want online, that you get three extra months if you buy it online. And there's nothing on this packaging in the pictures, at least, that say you get three extra months for doing a year. But is it? Are they still doing that? Yeah, because I got three extra months oh, okay. on mine. Hmm. Maybe they're the going to nice cut that about, off soon. The and nice thing about the retail channel is the option for sales. Well, yeah. Not just a sale by Sony, but by the store themselves. Definitely. So I think that's yeah. why people are really excited to see them in the store. But yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it. Just, but I wonder if they're cutting that three-month thing off soon. Well, it might. You know? it might. I, I think it's going to be there for the first year. That's what I really think. But it just burns my ass because I just paid 20 bucks for core. And now that's just... Oh. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> yeah, that does kind of suck. Anyway. Uh, you're, you're welcome, Sony. Yeah. 
Damn it. Some extra cash your way. I didn't want to fall into that trap. And ah, Anyway. All right, on to the next one. Who's got this one? Josh? No, Joel's got this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that extra 20 bucks, they, you know, uh, Ken Kutaragi, now that he's gone, yeah. they'll, they'll send him that ivy back, ivory back scratcher he always wanted. <laughs> back scratcher? Back scratcher! Back scratcher. <laughs> Just get a second job. You can afford it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this job's killing me already. All right, on to the next one. We talked about this last week, but there are some hints about a uh, Prince of Persia and a Mortal Kombat trilogy coming to HD, or an HD collection coming to the PS3, and now we see some box art. Indeed. So the rumor's picking up some momentum. Also mentioned Splinter Cell. I think we mentioned that also last week. Raymond trilogy. Yeah. A A Tom Clancy's trilogy, which could include Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell, and Rainbow Six. Wow. Well, the one thing that's so, really yeah. interesting to me to looking at these pictures is that the Mortal Kombat HD Arcade Collection has a 3D sticker on the front of it, too. Yeah, it does. Pretty interesting Ooh. stuff. I think that's probably the best, because the first Mortal Kombat, I just don't know how good it's going to look, because the original arcade game had pretty muddy backgrounds. So, I wonder what they're doing with them. I'm very, I'm very curious to see it more than anything else. Yeah, 1, 2, and 3. It'll be really interesting to see what they've done to... HD-ify them. I fucking hate 1 and 3, though. <laughs> 1 is terrible. I mean, it, it, it plays like shit. It was cool back then. You know, you had Street Fighter 2, but then Mortal Kombat comes out with, you know, real digitized people in the game and all this blood and everything, but it controlled like shit. 3, I don't like the run button. I, I just never really liked 3. 2, I thought was just... That was the sweet spot for Mortal Kombat. That's me, though. Actually... I'm excited about the Prince of Persia trilogy because those games were gorgeous on the PS2 and man, HD them up and put them all three together on one package. That's going to be nice. Yeah. The Sands of Time, that would be a great HD remake. The Rayman trilogy has me interested too. I've always been a fan of the Rayman series. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. How about some fatalities in 3D? could be really cool especially like the pit one in uh in mortal kombat 2 when he's falling down and the the background is zooming up to the to the character and everything that could be pretty interesting All tear out a spine and chuck it at you instead of like in the background Ooh, that'd be neat well i think they kind of do some of that stuff in the uh in the new one they didn't have 3d set up of course but you know the ps3 version does support 3d so pretty interesting damn it i'm not thinking i looked at tvs this isn't going to be good <laughs> I gotta measure. I'm yeah. hoping the 60 inch doesn't fit. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I'm still waiting till next year, like next year at this time, at the earliest. <laughs> uh, it's getting pretty affordable already. It's it's kind of scary. I have a feeling. Yeah. Once Black Friday's done, there's gonna be some very affordable, bigger 3D TVs. But I'm going a little extra with the plasma, so I'm going with the Panasonic Viera. Yeah. Pretty badass. I think a good time to buy that would be like a couple days before Extra 3. Or before Extra Life. Extra, extra Life. <laughs> extra 3. <laughs> Which is combination Extra Life and E3. It's a great event. Everybody well, should check it out. It is the third year we're doing Extra Life, so Extra 3 kind of works. So you should just bring that down here and let us be the judge of how good that TV is. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen before Extra Life. <laughs> just make I could take that as carry on. On the plane back, right? <laughs> That'll be a prize. It'll be a raffle prize. <laughs> My new TV! You bastards! I'm sorry, sir. There's liquid in there. You'll have to put that to the side. <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, crap. All right, uh, last news item. Last one. Meg, yes. along with a bunch of other games. Holy crap. Josh? You have the list Ratchet of the other and Clank? Games? Yeah, I have the full list, okay. yes. Whole bunch of greatest hits. New set of greatest hits collection coming out, priced at 30 bucks. Woo! Nice. Uh, Mag is one of them. Ratchet and Clank Future, Crack in Time, Motorstorm Pacific Rift, Demon's Souls, Ooh. Call of Duty World at War, <laughs> Duty, Call of Duty 4, Modern <laughs> Warfare, and Tekken 6. Yeah. How did it take this long for the first Modern Warfare to become a greatest hit? It's still sold. Yeah. And also it's Activision, and, you know, Activision is Activision. Man. Yeah. Wow. But there you go. There's a whole new set of, uh, that's seven more games to add to the Greatest Hits collection. Pacific Rift is a must. I'm telling everybody. It's an awesome game. It's a fucking must. And it's going to be a while before Apocalypse comes out. All right. And Ratchet and Clank. Yep. Oh, which one is that? A Crack in Time? Crack in Time, yeah. My God, that game is worth it. It's yep. a great game. Yeah, definitely. That's a really solid list. All right. Who wants to start what we're playing? Or are you going to make me do it again? Why not? Yes. Oh, you <laughs> bastards. All right. Uh, now i got to remember because I forgot to write it down because I was late getting home tonight. <laughs> well, we'll talk about it. I mean, we all three, I think, can talk about this now. But uh, High Velocity Bowling with Move Support. Played the living shit out of that. And, um, you know, you're. I'm so, at least me, I'm so used to bowling with the Wii that, you know, I was trying to bowl in that way. And you definitely have to play this a little bit differently because you can actually let go of the trigger later. And I wasn't getting any spin on the ball until I figured that out. But um, I know some other people were asking about that as well. So here's a tip that I found online uh, to get spin. And that is hold, like if you're right-handed, hold the controller with the, with the trigger to the right side instead of pointing down. So uh, when you want to get spin, I don't know why it works this way, but uh, have the trigger to the right and it works. You get a lot of spin on the ball. Make sure that you look up where the oil is on the lane. You can you can pop that up because it makes a big. This is not Wii bowling. This is a very technical bowling game with a very. <laughs> it is a very technical bowling. Game. I'm sorry, you just said bowling and technical in the same sentence. Well, but there is there is technique involved, and the thing with with HVB is every lane has different oil uh, oil uh, layers and and you know different oil spreads. And, you know, you got all the trick shots and everything else. This isn't just Wii Bowling where you can just chuck it down the lane. I mean, our friend's seven-year-old daughter can almost throw 300 in, in Wii Bowling. She's not going to do that in this game. Uh, it's, she's it's, probably going to do that in real life either. Well, no, but, I mean, that's the thing. HVB is, it's, it's one of those it's kind of like Hot Shots Golf. Where Hot Shots Golf you think is real cartoony and everything else, but then when you fart, start, when you fart, when you start <laughs> peeling the layers away, there's a very technical golf game in Hot, in hot Shots. You have to worry about if you're leaning to the right or left. You have to worry about what your lie is in terms of the you know how deep is the grass. You have to worry about the wind and everything else. Same way with HVB to a certain extent, where you know the amount of spin you have definitely takes effect. But if the oil is very early in the lane, very close to you, and you throw it hard, you're kind of chucking it up in the air, and you're going to get past the oil, and it's going to curve more. Or if the oil is later on in the in the lane, you know farther down the lane, it's not going to hook when it gets farther down. So it's going to hook very early and then straighten out on you. So you have, you know, it's, it's really weird. One of those things where if, um, if you're not going right away and, and you can't figure it out, some people might throw the controller down. 
but don't. You know, just take your time and learn the game, and I think you're going to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, there's actually a tutorial kind of tucked in there. It took me a little while to find it, but once I found it and started reading or following the instructions a little bit more, I was able to figure out that it is very different than Wii Bowling, at least with the structure of the way you do your string. Yeah. And plus, your unlike, swing. unlike wow. Wii Bowling, you have a whole progression system. You have full online play with voice chat. Uh, when you're not voice chatting, you've got custom soundtrack support. It's a great freaking game. Um, I, still, I keep forgetting about the custom soundtracks. I just, you know, I love... Uh, that's one of the games that I really don't have any problem buying DLC for either. Because the, the new characters are a lot of fun. The new lanes are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've really done a great job with it. And I think it's a great looking game. It's a lot of fun. And honestly, it is a more fun game with, with the Wii controller. And... and for those people out there that were bitching about the with, controls, learn with it. The Don't Wii, <laughs> with the Wii controller. What I oh whatever. Yeah, I guess it is much better with the Wii controller. It huh? is. It's so much better with the Wii controller. Uh, well, there's a reason. Also, you mentioned earlier um, why it works. Or the ball gets and spin with the trigger at the side, and the reason for that is it's it's really expecting you to kind of simulate a real a real swing of the ball and bowling and twisting your wrist up towards the end of your swing. Right. So if if you do that correctly, you'll actually get a lot of spin on your uh, your shot without having to kind of sort of cheat and yeah. put yeah. that trigger to the side to begin with. And that's what I was doing. I always had problems with the dual shock getting the right spin because you had that trigger that you had to pull. And I, never, I never had a problem with that, but I have coordination. Well, yeah, you're much better than me, obviously. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway... <laughs> Uh, I found it to be much, much easier with the move controller and just twisting my wrist and everything. And it works a lot better. It it does take a little bit of time right off the bat, getting used to how hard or not even you don't want to throw it as hard. You have to be careful with how hard you're throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, Because you can easily throw it way too hard. Um, but well, then you get into a rhythm. The, of the ball and everything else too, because unlike Wii Bowling, yeah. you can't choose the weight that you're using. It depends on what character you're using because they use a certain weight ball. Yeah. Yeah. And you get into a rhythm with it and it's great. Yeah. It's I agree. really, it's awesome. And like I said, the, uh, the, the patch, it, it's, it's weird because some people were Twittering last week saying, Oh no, the, the 2.0 updates out. Yeah. The updates out and it actually does all the move stuff at the beginning, all the screens. But it will not work with the move controls until either you have PlayStation Plus and you download the little patch for it, or you have to wait until October 25th, which I personally think is absolute bullshit. But uh, it's worth the wait. It, it really it, uh, is. It worth fifty bucks for PlayStation Plus? Probably not. But that wasn't my choice. <laughs> so it's cool though, and I, I would say download the game. Don't get it on Blu-ray. It's just cool having it on the on the jukebox. Uh, well, if you if you buy the game, you have all the DLC up to this point available to you, or at least we're assuming Didn't that. You do the math, and it's like three <laughs> bucks cheaper to download it all. Yeah, there you go. But still, you yeah. don't have to pay tax. It's up to you. Well, in most states, and some people like no. The case I have on to pay shelf. tax. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did I yeah. play? Uh, God damn it, I played a lot too, and I can't think of what it is. Played some Gaia Seed. I played some, I played Shoniki. <laughs> nice. I just I, I threw it on there. I'm like, is this the one that we were Yeah, that's the one. Alright, I'm gonna turn this off now. Yeah, uh, that title art got some people. Oh boy. Yeah, that was that was one of the more popular ones. Uh played some 
<clears throat> Battlefield Bad Company 2. Played some Modern Warfare 2 again. Uh, played some MLB 10, the show. Played uh, nothing really new, new. Like, I didn't play any more Spider-Man. What the heck did I download that I played? Fuck. The FIFA demo and... I don't know. See, I didn't get time to write all this down tonight, so I'm just a total blank. Although I did watch, um, on Blu-ray, I watched the Slammin' Salmon, which is from the same team that did, like, Super Troopers and and uh, Beer Fest, you know, Broken Lizard. And uh, it was one of their newer ones. It's good. It, it's a lot more subdued than the rest of their movies, but it's it's really funny. So I definitely recommend it. It's, it's, it's excellent. That's about it. I, I'm sure I played more, but I just can't think of what the hell I played lately. I'm done. <laughs> I, oh, 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 I know one. I played the demo for Time Crisis. Oh, good. Hey, there you go. Yeah, so played that. That is the arcade one that we saw at Dave & Buster's. So now I'm really stoked because I really like that game. So, Does it look as good as the arcade version? I haven't seen the arcade version. Uh, it looks almost identical. I would say it is really? identical, yeah. All the breakaway stuff. Uh, really clean graphics. So I'm, I'm very, very psyched. Uh, the controls are great. Uh, doing it with the move controller is great. Some people were asking about the gun, and I've said it a couple times. Don't buy the Sony one. Uh, I think nyko has got one coming out soon, like in October. And there's a couple other ones out. But the, but the, the Sony gun, the red one that looks like a ray gun, the trigger you have to pull in way too much when you're firing. And it, it Rothbart and I talked about it a couple times already from Sarcastic Gamery. Um, it wears you out. I mean, it completely wears you out playing that. So... But, all right, now I had a question about that, because you played the Resident Evil uh, Gold thing with the move. Now, at any point, you know, you're you're pointing and you're pulling the trigger for the gun. Did you have to hit the move button or any of the other buttons up on top? Well, I talked about that last week. You have to to hold the move button down to pull up the cursor. Or, no, 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 no. You You hold the trigger to pull up the cursor, and then to fire your gun, you have to hit the move button. It's stupid. Yeah, so having one of those gun controllers for that doesn't work. No, it wouldn't. Actually, yeah, because there's no way to press the move button easily when it's in that gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's going to depend on how well these games take advantage. I think it's going to be more for the straight-up light gun games, where it is Probably. pretty much just pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But even still, mm. I mean, even for Time Crisis, you have to hold the other button while you're firing... Because you let off to bring the shield up. Yeah, you hold the move button down to engage the shield, and you let go of it to yeah. let it down and start shooting. So, I was so none of these the gun controllers are going to work. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you've got you've got crosshairs on the screen. You don't need to aim down the the sights or anything. So just play from the hip. Yeah, I thought about this too, and what I I guess the only solution I can come up with, if they're going to do this, I have no idea. But you know, maybe offer an alternate control scheme where you can use the navigator. Or the navigation control. So let you use the gun with your right hand, and if you want to use the shield, somehow engage the the navigation well, control. That might be a thing because when you play the demo, they actually give you different control options. But I didn't see any hybrid ones. There was one for just the Dual Shock controller, which I was like, uh, I'm not playing this game with the Dual Shock. And then there was one for a new Gun Con. So apparently they're making a new Gun Con gun, but I haven't seen shit about that. Hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. If you get the move out, why would you want another gun con? Yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe you can use the old gun con from from Time Crisis 4. That makes more sense. Aha, because that works on LCD screens. We have to put the stupid infrared things up like it's the Wii. I wonder, I should try that because I have that game. 
Yeah, with the more, well, I suppose if you have the controllers, you invested the money, then you want to use them. But <laughs> with the move controllers being more precise, I don't see why you wouldn't want to go that route. Yeah, well, it's it's actually decently precise, but it's not as much as the move, of course. Ah, interesting. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that's it, even though there's probably something else, but I'll say that's it. So I think Joel should Make go nice. next. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, awkward. master. We should figure. You know what we should do. We should we should draw numbers before the show every week, and that's who goes in what order. No, I think it's fun. More fun this way. <laughs> you shut your mouth, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the whole facade of taking orders. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, because I'm the one that should be giving them white. What? No. <laughs> uh, well. As if it wasn't obvious last week, I haven't really been feeling the best. I didn't really get to play too many games this last week, but um, I did pick up PlayStation Plus, and I did I did it because of the high velocity bowling move patch. <laughs> no, I I went the hold on, I went the three month route. Uh-huh. I went the seventeen ninety nine route. So I'm going to give that a shot. You know, by that <laughs> by the time it's over, I'm already going to have the, uh, the the patch. So we'll see. It's I'm kind of on a trial basis, if you will. <laughs> If I like it after the three months, I'll go for the year. And if I don't, then I'll just have my friend come over and buy it for me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Your your friend from Canada, right? Fucking told him nobody believed me. Damn it! Uh, I actually played some of the single player in High Velocity. They have like a challenge mode where you you work your way up, open up characters, and then I went online, played a game or two online, and that was a lot of fun. Is there, I was going to ask you guys, is there a voice support online? Because I didn't, yes. we didn't use it. it it'll it. work, it'll use voice, but you can't have a custom soundtrack playing. But you okay. have to actually go to the options, hit select, and turn chat on. For some reason, it's well, not on by default. Yeah, we didn't know that, so we didn't talk. But besides that, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I uh, had a buddy over over the weekend. We played some sports champions and volleyball, specifically. So uh, he's a big Wii guy. He's my... He's my Wii buddy. He, he swears by the Wii. It's all he plays. So I had him over. I showed him the move, trying to get him into it. And he was very apprehensive. You know, oh, this isn't the Wii. I don't know. You know, I like my game simple. And he's, he's not really a gamer. He's kind of more of a casual guy with, with gaming. So he plays Madden on the Wii. And he oh likes that one. God. That's so, but that, you know, it's, it's my buddy. It's cool. So I, I, we sat down. We, we, well, we didn't sit down. We, we actually stood up. We played some volleyball because that's the game he picked out. And we did uh, on the, like the same team. We did two on two against the computer, and we had a blast doing that. Nice. Played for about an hour. Have you guys tried the volleyball on there yet? Yeah, not good. yet. It's really good. Yeah, and I wish I had a couple more move controllers because it it lets you actually use two, so you can kind of get both hands together for your bumps, and you can kind of push your hands aside more for the the volleys and the spikes. We used just the one, but even still, it was a blast with the one, and. Uh, it was funny, too, because when he first went up to spike the ball, he got so excited, he ended up jamming his head in the ceiling and cutting his head open. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. I hear this big bang. I look over, and he's like, he's playing it cool. He's smiling. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know? And he calls me the next day. He's like, yeah, I got a big-ass scab on my head. Nice. I think I, I, think I cut my head open. But uh, he's on the fence about buying a Blu-ray player for his basement. And uh, he's actually he enjoyed it so much, he's actually talking about picking up a PS3 just so he can use it as a Blu-ray player and get the move controller. Nice. So oh. pretty high praise from a Wii guy there previously. We HD. 
There you have it. And, uh, you know, I finally tried again to get the Ghost of Sparta demo to work because I had some bad luck initially. So I deleted it, re-downloaded it, and voila, it works. Nice. So I played the heck out of that. You know, and I never played Chains of Olympus, and now I really want to badly (laughs) with me going to uh, uh, (laughs) Vegas later this week and having all the airport dick around. (laughs) And I'm tempted tempted to pick that up and bring it along. Nice. It's pretty cheap now. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'd probably get a used copy on UMD for like 15, 17 bucks or something. I would or even 10. check, uh, yeah, I would even check Amazon because every now and then they have it for 10 bucks. I leave tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You're going to be in Vegas. PSN store download. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much it is on there. It should be cheap. Yeah, probably 20. I think it's, I think it's no. 20 bucks on there. Is it really? I don't think it is. They do cheap well, prices on older games. I am special, though, now. So I might have a special discount. Maybe. I'll have to check that out. So now, so now that, that, that's a really good question. I don't want to go too far, too long here, but, you know, it, now that you're special, and, and let's say you can get Ghost of Sparta for five bucks cheaper, when your plus gives out, do you have to pay the five extra bucks, or do you just not have no. to pay anymore? No, no you, you still keep get it. those games. Oh, okay. Any discounts on games... That's that's part of the bonus. You get those discounts on games, and that's all good. Okay. Any of the free games you get, you lose those. Right. All but right. that's it. So any discounts along the way, that's just part of the the enticement for getting PlayStation Plus. You're getting all those discounts, and anything you buy with discounts is yours to keep forever, no matter what. All right. So. So there is something worthwhile there for you. <laughs> No, there's not. Joel, Joel, is that it? You got anything else? No, that's all. Okay. Josh? Well, since you guys didn't do any retro gaming, you bastards. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I fucking played Gaia Seed and Choaniki. <laughs> yeah, but they're Japanese. They don't count. What, they're weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> you never said that. Oh, and I played Motor Tune Grand Prix, and that's US, so. All right. Well, we'll count that. All right. We'll believe that you played that, just like we believe that your friend bought your PlayStation Plus. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, I did some more Final Fantasy VII, another couple hours, actually. Uh, and I know I'm getting close to that second disc. I know I am. <laughs> I'm just not <laughs> quite there just yet. just like Adam last year during Extra Life. I know I'm at the end of the game. I know it. Five hours later, I know I'm there. Yeah. It's going to be another, like, six months before I hit the second disc. Oh, man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, playing that on my PSP, actually, on the train. I had friends over uh, this weekend for a party. Pretty much the whole weekend, uh, there were people here. And we did start the party, of course. Uh-huh. And everybody actually had a lot of fun with that. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of joking going on during that whole thing. Uh, we did Sing Star for the rest of the night. <laughs> nice. Till about uh, the girls finally crashed and went to bed, and me and one of my buddies were up playing it till about three thirty in the morning. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were having fun with that. I played a ton of NHL Eleven uh, just to get through a lot of the different modes and check things out, and then. After everybody had pretty much left on Sunday night, uh, there was one guy who was still here, and he is actually into archery and things like that. 
and like he's very accomplished at all that stuff and i was showing him all the you know the move controllers because all these guys have ps3s and he's like i want to try that out so before they left i took him upstairs and i said wait 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 we have to do the gladiator thing and i was like oh i wonder if you can have two players with two controllers each doing gladiator Ooh. and it came up and i was like because oh. <laughs> i got i have four controllers so <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, we did that, and it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> How many times so did you cool. actually hit each other? Uh, a bunch. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> he hit me a couple times, yeah. And I was like, hey, 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 enough of this real-life crap. Qu- quit hitting me in real life. It, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> It'll count when you're a uh, black guy. Yeah. It was pretty cool, though. It was funny, though, because when we first started, we didn't go through the tutorials or anything. We're just standing there, and I'm showing him, all right, you know, hold this down, you know, do this for your shield, and do this. And he's like, okay, I think, I kind of think I get it. I, 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 I guess I'm right. I was like, okay, so let's go. And then he just starts wailing on me. Wham, 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 wham. <laughs> he took me right down. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I think I get it. <laughs> uh, is that a, what, what does high score mean? Did I break it? <laughs> yeah so we did that he did the archery um and at the uh frisbee golf oh, and nice. and the whole the whole time he keeps turning back to his wife he's like oh we're buying this <laughs> she's like what <laughs> is going on <laughs> yeah she wasn't too happy Aww. but uh he's definitely gonna get it now he's very excited about it and actually, your Blu-ray thing reminded me that uh, I finally, finally, finally got Lou into Battlestar Galactica, uh-huh. and I'm so happy. <laughs> nice. I've, for years, I've been trying to tell her that it's not what she thinks it is, that it's like heavy drama, and it's really good, and finally, we were at a point where Dexter hadn't started yet, yeah. and we had finished up our other shows that we were going through, and she's like, well... I said, well, do you want to watch The Wire? Or maybe Battlestar Galactica? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, let's watch Battlestar. I was like, really? (laughs) So she she got hooked on it like that. Nice. She fell right into it. And she's like, oh, wow. Yeah, let's watch another one. Let's watch another one. (laughs) She's a keeper, Josh. Yeah. I was like, see, I told you. She's like, yeah, but you tell me that about other things and I hate them. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was like all right well at least you like this so um i'm thrilled beyond belief i get to go back through it all again and she's digging it so that's cool nice now, do you have yeah. the whole thing on blu-ray yeah nice yep. wow yeah. I, heard it's, I think it's coming or to netflix instant stream soon yeah they the just signed a contract with them finally so oh cool yeah cool yeah, I got it. When it first came out, somebody was doing like deep discount or somebody did some ridiculous deal on it. And I wanted it really bad. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I got it. And I actually sent away for the new packaging because the original packaging was this big, gigantic, unwieldy box with a Cylon figure <laughs> attached to the top of it. And, and oh, sliding geez. the discs in and out was near impossible. Um so you for you know, you, yeah. <laughs> uh, all I had to do was send them like the top of one of the boxes, and they sent me a whole new set of packaging for it. Nice. Um, and it's much nicer packaging, much smaller too. So, cool. 
So that's it. All right. All right. Well, uh, when we come back, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Mr. Mark Sanger to talk about RPGs. Yo. Boo. I mean. Yay. Yay. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> yeah, there was never towel. I know. And uh, we dragged somebody else in with us. I, I, I thought this guy quit. Hey, hey, hey! It's Chuck's <laughs> mom. Oh, um. hey, Mark, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going pretty good. Did you dry off a little bit? You were up here in some of the flooding. Yeah, I was. Um, I wanted to see how you Northerners handled it, since I've already <laughs> been through it twice down here. <laughs> oh I yeah, that was I got a, a wet towel reference. <laughs> Oh, it was all wet and stuff. It was it was quite crazy there. We just went down to the pub, you know, had a few drinks, maybe had some cheese curds. It was all good. <laughs> Did you guys I find was, it ironic that Portage good. was about to flood over? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Looked up in the dictionary, kids. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Mark, uh, you know, we, we figured we might as well just hit all this at once because everybody's complaining that Mark left and now nobody covers RPGs. So uh, we, that's true. We, yeah. Well, we try. We, I, I, I've been playing E seven, but I, I still haven't played it enough to even talk about it yet. I, I just get it in like these little chunks. I think it's good, but I, uh, I don't have any time mm-hmm. anymore. So you're gonna be, you're gonna talk about three different games. <laughs> you're talk about three different games. E uh, seven Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, which I think everyone is astounded that you're actually playing. And then the last mm-hmm. one that we uh, we don't even know how to say, but uh, Claydon Clay. Cladoon. 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 Clad not going to work here anymore. Uh, yeah. So, uh, E7. I mean, this is a game that, that you know, I really like so far, and you know, I love the series, and obviously you're the, the Falcom insan- insanity. Just, you can't have enough <laughs> Falcom, so. Uh, yeah, I, I have a little obsession with the E series and Falcom in general. Yeah, just I, I used to have, well... I guess I still have a little bit of a E shrine in the basement. I literally had like a little shrine built to ease in my old place. Yep. But it's kind of just dispersed <laughs> over the basement at this point. Uh, yeah, so you can pretty much imagine I'm ecstatic that we finally got another installment of the series in English, and it happens to be the latest game in the series. Um, quick history lesson for people who don't know, but Ease is a very, very long-running Japanese RPG series. It's kind of more action RPG now. 
Um, not a lot of them have made it to the U.S. I and mean, it's been around for I think almost twenty years. Uh, the most notable one would be like Ease Book One and Two for TurboGrafx CD. It was like one of their flagship games, and uh, Ease Three was uh, not so great, but it yeah. also hit Turbo CD, SNES, and Genesis back in the 16-bit era. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until like 2005, that was the last time we saw Ease in English. Then Konami released the ports of Ease 6 for PS2 and PSP called Ark of Nepishtim. Uh, now we got those, and then it kind of bombed, and it's still doing great in Japan, and Falcom became like a really prolific PSP developer, and uh, ported a bunch of the games to the PSP and created E7, which is the very first Ease game not made for a Japanese PC, because that's where the games all originate from, mostly. Uh, Ease 4 and 5 are also exceptions. Um, but anyway, this is built ground up for the PSP. Uh, I'm still astounded that this is here and in English, and I wish XE the best of luck with releasing all these here, and I hope they do not go out of business before <laughs> <laughs> they're released, along with all the the uh, Falcom RPGs, Legend of Heroes, because um, they've signed like a five or six game deal with them. Yeah, craziness. Uh, but yeah, first one's here, thirty bucks for the standard edition. The limited edition came out at fifty. It had some fucking awesome bonuses like that. It is soundtrack awesome. CD. Yeah, I mean, this is a one of the best limited editions I think I've seen. And for 50 bucks, I mean, granted it's a PSP game, so you're not paying like the premium of a console game and paying like 80, but yeah. what the giant cloth map soundtrack CD art book that has art for all three ease games that are slated to come out for the PSP. Great, great package. If you can still find one out there, highly recommend it. Otherwise 30 bucks is still a great deal for this game. Uh, but basically uh, ease is, a very streamlined action RPG series. Uh, the latest games have all kind of bent towards the 3D hack and slash action RPG, where the original games in the series were a little more RPG-ish. So this is the latest evolution in their their action RPG stance. Um, the previous three titles that came out in Japan were uh, all using the same engine, and it was kind of a platforming hack and slash RPG engine. This one ditches the platforming altogether. And you now have a kind of a party system where you've constantly got three characters at a time. Now, other than the prequel spin-off game, this is the first ease that you don't just control the main character, the main storyline character, Adol Kristen, the little red-haired swords- swordsman guy. <laughs> um, this one, you like, because like, every single game you've just controlled him so far. And then Ease Origin was a prequel that's only come out in Japan that took place 800 years before the first Ease game. So it was, you had three other characters to choose from. Then there was like a bonus you could use at all in the time attack modes. But anyway, nobody cares about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. I'll go, I'll go through the bad first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go through the bad stuff first. Ease has never had like the strongest storylines. It's they've been about the gameplay and like how fast paced and streamlined they were and the music. Um, the story sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Ease fan, but I could not like skip through the dialogue scenes fast enough in parts. I mean, Exceed did a pretty decent job translating it. It seems a little bland in parts, but then they got funny little quotes every once in a while, like video game quotes. Or I happened to like talk to a shopkeeper at one point because you can always choose like buy, sell, or talk, and um, 
he said something like, oh, crap, the merchant cart's here. Buy my crap already. I mean, (laughs) just like random stuff that's kind of out of place, but kind of funny. But the problem with the story, I mean, it's really basic. You can see all of the, like, the twists and turns coming a mile away for the most part. Um, But it starts out slow, like slower than all the other Ease games, in my opinion. Maybe, but not. But there's... It's possible if you, like, miss the character in the beginning to get lost and, like, end up wandering the town until you find the right person to talk to. Which I've done Which a is kind of aggravating. Yeah. And I did that when I played the import of it. And I remembered that when I played this one. I'm like, okay, I gotta go talk to the blue-haired girl in the center, the town square first. So anybody who plays it, remember that. Dude, and then you get you into the action You always have faster. to talk to the blue-haired girl. Oh, blue-haired girls are awesome yeah, but want to talk to the pink haired girl it's always the blue haired girl come on is there like I an think... ngc story in there somewhere too yeah there is <laughs> vladrick yes. is the high-fiving himself right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man well the the rest of the game like the story just interrupts the action too much i mean the some of it's just dumb. It's like you okay, you know this this disguised person who this disguised person is. The game pretty much tells you. And then like the character characters are all like, "Hmm, you're acting strange. I wonder why." And then it's still like hours later, it's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're this person." It's like it it's just dumb. Why why did they even have to do that? Yeah. And I think part of the the problem stems from Adol's a, a silent protagonist. He always has been. So here, the other characters do the talking, and most cases, it's his um, traveling companion, this big burly kind of dumb guy named Dogie. So his dialogue doesn't always, you know, come off that sharp, and it just kind of gets aggravating that he ends up being the narrator for a lot of it, at least in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm just I thinking, just like, if they're the rabbits, George, <laughs> not that dumb, thankfully, <laughs> but. <laughs> It, it, I mean, I don't understand why, if they're going to switch it up to have, like, a full party of characters, why don't they just let Adol talk? Yeah. It, it it just seems like, you know, I'm sure they're keeping with tradition, but it I worked better it in is, the previous though. I think it's ones. all tradition about Adol not talking. I mean, look right. how many people hate the fact that Samus talks in the new Metroid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's it, but it... It just doesn't work as well in this one if they're trying to concentrate more on story. And I hope they just kind of, if they make an Ease 8, I hope they downplay the story more. But yeah. that's just my, my Ease nerdy opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I just don't want to story. All right. Uh, next up, the graphics. They're pretty good for the PSP. There's definitely better looking games on it. Um, I think the most noticeable thing is, um, I don't know what it's actually called. Is it Dithering? Where you have that like weird pattern, yeah, it's dithering, kind of, kind of over everything, and it's it's not always noticeable, but it's always just kind of there. Yeah. And I don't really know how to describe it. It just it's not smooth. Like playing, going from like Kingdom Hearts to this, like Kingdom Hearts has a very smooth look, mm-hmm. and then you've kind of got this like old school, like almost PS one dithered look to everything. Is it just from a lack of color or something? No, I think it's just the style they used and it's a lot more prevalent when you play it on the you know when you play it on your big tv you know over the component cables it's very easy right, to see yeah how it's done but yeah i i'm it, it's more i think it's just uh the way that they did it you know and and the funny thing is now you see oath and felgana come out eventually that we got to see at e3 as well and i mean it's a completely different visual style and so yeah. is the third game so it's really odd when you see the three games that are coming out and how different they all are uh but this yeah. one looks the most i guess to me, it looked the most "quote unquote" traditional 
for this style of, of RPG? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the character models aren't the most detailed, but they're they're good and they're colorful. And while they're simple, they really work. Like, I mean, you can tell what everything's supposed to be. They may be a little blocky, but they're still like switching out the weapons that they have equipped and stuff, so you can see that. And the most important thing is the game moves incredibly fast and smooth. So even though the visuals may not be the most detailed. Like it just it moves smoother than most other PSP games I've played. Right. I think they did an incredibly good job with that. And like when you're playing it on PSP, you don't really notice any of this as much. But like you said, on the TV especially, yeah, like the the models don't look nearly as good. And I mean it, it's not bad by any means. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Well, it's also um, that way with almost every PSP game that you play on the big TV. But any any. I wouldn't even call this a flaw. Like I said, I think it's more of a, a style that they wanted to use. But anything yeah. like that is just going to come out a lot better on, or a lot easier on a TV because you're stretching the screen out and you know you're making things a lot bigger. That's one of the nice things about the PSP is with that small screen, things look so nice and clean on that small screen because the pixels are so close together and it's so bunched together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the character portrait art in particular is really really good. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I've been following this game for a long time. And when it was first announced, the character art actually matched the character models more, where it was very bright and cartoony and kind of like more squat, not quite as natural proportioned. And people hated it. Like, it really, it was such a departure from the other Ease games that they went and got a brand new artist to redo all the portraits. So I'm really, really glad they did. Because the portraits look great. The character models don't totally match the portrait styles but they work um i mean the graphics are like i'm not saying they're bad because the backgrounds look good the towns are all really detailed especially for a psp game they did a great job with that and like there's some great great scenes we are going through the maps and the dungeons and stuff and you see all this stuff in the background and while it's kind of simplified they've done a really great job like making it look dramatic and a little cinematic so all right anyway i'll hurry through the rest of this since I've been talking way too long already. Um, like I said... Jeez, you're starting to sound like me doing a review. Oh, God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I want to bump you guys up to five hours. You haven't hit that uh, mark yet, have uh, you? Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> then you're it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, as I mentioned, you got three party members. There's actually a very large group of characters you can select from. And as long as they're in your group, you can pretty much hot swap them anytime in and out. Uh, the basic gameplay style is like each character has a, a specific attack attribute. So you've got like slashing weapons, piercing weapons, or like bludgeoning weapons. So it's kind of a rock, paper, scissors thing. And the enemies you fight will have weaknesses to one or be resistant to another. So while you're playing, all you do is hit the button and you instantly swap to the next character. All three of them are there. The AI is controlling them while you're not. And they're actually running around hitting stuff and killing stuff. So the AI actually works really well. It's not just like they're hanging out in the background pretending to attack. So I really like that part. I think, like when I was complaining about the story, you've got so many characters, but... Since the story is not the greatest, there's not a lot of characterization. So I'm familiar with a couple of the characters like who have been in the previous Ease games. And then there's all these new characters that you don't really get the greatest feel for. So it just kind of comes down to like, well, just you know, use them because I like their attacks. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because that's what attracted me to these games in the first place was the gameplay. And right. I mean, I played through them all in Moon Language, so I couldn't understand what was going on anyway. 
Um, <laughs> uh, in a, for your attacks, in addition to like just a regular attack, you've got each character has skills that they learn from different weapons they equip. Like most weapons have different skills. There, you can have four equipped at once. You just hold down the right trigger and then press one of the face buttons for whatever skill you have equipped. Once you gain a level in it, you permanently keep that skill. And then uh, I think when you have the weapon that has it equipped, you you can level up in that skill faster. Then, it, they're like some of the skills are great, but there seem to be like enough or too many that towards the end of the game, like you just aren't using them all. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they could have pared down the list a little bit. So I mean, it's great that there's choice, but yeah, some of them you just like, ah, eh, whatever. I'll just stick to the ones I got because they're working. And <laughs> you also get to synthesize items. As you kill monsters, they basically explode into a shower of parts. So you pick up all these parts, and your AI partners actually run around and grab the stuff for you, too, which is really cool. Uh, then you can build, like, new weapons, build, like, healing items, all sorts of stuff. And sometimes the enemies will leave a corpse that you can continue to beat up and get more items from it. <laughs> <laughs> You've... You've got a meter that has, like, your super attack. I don't remember what the actual name of it is, but you just pretty much hit the left trigger, and then you go into, like, the character portrait flashes by, and it goes into this dramatic, like, ultimate attack. You've got a dodge roll, which replaces jumping, because this game has no real platforming. Um, It works really well. It's super fast, and you're going to be dodging a lot. And, like, in the videos, you see people, like, rolling around everywhere, because it makes it go faster. So, yeah, it kind of works. (laughs) I'm... I actually miss the platforming because the previous 3D engines they had were so good. Uh, but I think the dodge rolling probably worked better for having this like multi-character party system. And finally, you've got a guard that you can do by hitting both triggers. Uh, I almost like I forgot about this for the first couple hours of the game, actually. And then by the time I realized it was there, I was like, oh my god, this would have made a lot of those fights so much easier. Because basically, you, you do like a quick guard, and if you guard the attack, you get skill points and um like the super attack points faster so you can like replenish them all so it yeah learn the guard and use it a lot i am playing this game on hard i started it on normal and i had played a couple hours of the import on normal and i thought it was too easy um like the regular maps you know going for between dungeons i thought was really easy and then the bosses, like the bosses have always been a hallmark of the E series. They have some really spectacular boss fights. And I thought they were just a little on the easy side. So I restarted it on hard and I really, really enjoy it. Like you need to learn the, the battle system fast. Right. And really utilize your skills and how to recharge your skill points and all that stuff. And the bosses get a lot harder. Like they have like 50,000 hit points. <laughs> for like the early boss i mean there's it's almost too much like i've had like 15 minute long boss fights Holy crap. so i i think the challenge is great i've heard playing it on nightmare pretty much just makes the bosses even harder because they get even more hit points so i wouldn't go that far because i didn't really get any boss fights that like got me stuck until like midway through the game on hard but you really need to learn pattern recognition no one to dodge no one to block um, and have pretty damn good reflexes. <laughs> so, great game. There's a ton of challenge if you want it. Uh, dungeons themselves are pretty good. I think p- no platforming hurts their designs a little bit, but they really do work well the way they are. But most of them, it's essentially you go through the dungeon, you get a special item that your entire party equips at the same time, like ice boots to walk on lava or 
this thing that lets you like float up on these fans. So you get that, then you kind of like loop back to the beginning of the dungeon and get into the areas you couldn't access earlier. And then towards the end of the game, you actually have to backtrack to the dungeon. So I wasn't too happy about that. And I felt like some of it was just kind of padding the length of the game a little bit, Mm. but it wasn't that bad. And this is really the longest ease game there is, I think, because it's upwards of like 25, 30 hours. Wow. And most of them are like way under 10. So lots of game here. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, like the ease games were always like so well paced, so tightly paced. And this kind of lost that a little bit for me. Right. But I think anybody just looking for an action RPG is, I mean, they're probably not going to have a problem with, and they're probably going to actually like that. There's more game to it. Really like music is another thing that ease games are really, really well known for. I think the soundtrack in this is good. But being a longtime fan, I thought it felt a little less inspired than some of the other Ease games. It's not to say it's bad by any means. It's still one of probably like the upper echelons of video game soundtracks, but not quite up there with the rest of the series. But anyway, I mean, like I said, solid, fast-paced action RPG. You don't really need to know the series at all to play this. You know, all you need to know is, hey, there's this guy named Adol who's a red-haired adventurer and he travels around and fucks some shit up. So, <laughs> all right then. Um, are you guys still grading games? Yeah. All right. Do I, it. All right. As as a general score for somebody who's just wants an action RPG or has never played Ease before, I would say it's probably worth an A minus. Mm-hmm. All right. As a hardcore Ease fan who's played most of the series, I would probably give it a B. Not to say That's it's bad. Game. Yeah, but like E6 was the first game to use the previous 3 engine, 3D engine, sorry. And while it was good, it wasn't as good as or as polished as some of the other E's games. And that's kind of how I feel about this. Like they did a lot right, but I think they did enough stuff wrong, like the pacing felt off, the story wasn't very good, the characters could have been fleshed out more. So I think they could really tighten it up for a sequel and it would be fantastic. I have a feeling that Oath and Felgana is going to be a lot better received. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I'm comparing it to that. Oath and Felgana is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of the series, although I have yeah. yet to play Ease Origin. That is an A-plus game to me. So unless they fuck something up in the, the port to PSP, I that's know. an A-plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy so. that we met over at Xseed, yeah, he's a bigger Falcom nerd than you are. So I doubt they're yeah, going to screw yeah. him up. <laughs> Super Seriously. nice guy, but, man, he knew his shit. So, yeah, well, yeah. it's mostly up to Falcom if they screwed the port up or not. Well, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but I haven't heard anything bad, so that's All good. Right. Hey, All right, J- moving on. Right. Birth by Sleep, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cannot I this, believe huh? you're playing this. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Um, not a fan. <laughs> I've only played through. <laughs> I haven't even played through. I've played most of Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah. And I never finished it because I had kind of a love hate thing with it where. I hated it at first. I played far enough where I started to love it. And then 20 hours later, I started to hate it again and never finished it. <laughs> so, yeah, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I heard nothing but good things about it. And I was really curious. So I decided to give it a shot. And it's really damn good. Wow. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, really freaking good. It's a prequel to the first game. So. I'm going to say you don't really need to know a hell of a lot about the series. I think 
there's stuff I missed. Like, there's characters who I think are like, hey, hey, it's that guy. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, but since it's a prequel, you know, I, I see some familiar stuff having played Kingdom Hearts 1, but most of it was kind of new to me. But at the same time, I think it, it was fine playing it that way. Sure. Um, I guess there was like this secret video in the Japanese, like Kingdom Hearts 2 special edition final mix thing that came out. Right. And it was like previewing this, so this is basically like the story of that video. So it wasn't like a Kingdom Hearts three video that oh. was in that, I guess. Okay. So the whole thing with this is you got three different characters, three completely different storylines. Like they they converge every once in a while, and they all start out exactly the same for like the first area, but after that, totally different. And they're pretty much like fifteen to twenty hours per character. So I finished this with Terra, and then I played a couple hours of the Ventus storyline. Took me like twenty three hours to finish it. My God, yeah, which was with one character, but I could have finished it in less time. But I'll get into why in a little bit. Um, overall, like comparing it to Kingdom Hearts One, I thought it was like less cutesy. Like the characters didn't have the gigantic anime feet, and they didn't look as cartoony. They were like more proportioned, like regular people i guess sure um story like mickey to... mouse looks like regular people now no the main characters <laughs> in this one because <laughs> if you ever because the other one's like around. i know but that okay the feet thing is something that my wife can't get over because when i was playing kingdom hearts one she would just keep being like their feet are too fucking big i can't look at this because like sora's feet would are like the size of mickey mouse's basically so that he looks like a Disney cartoon character. Okay. So, I don't know. It, it was just kind of weird that they all of a sudden went with like a more realistic style, but I suppose that's kind of in line with some of the other realistic characters you see in this game, like Cinderella or Snow White. I guess, I don't know. It's just weird. It would make sense. Yeah. Nah, I don't get any of this, but the concept's cool. <laughs> the storyline seemed pretty interesting. Terra's story was kind of like a Star Wars prequel wannabe, like Anakin Palpatine thing. It worked sure. though, and it was probably better than the prequels. Um, Whiny, bad acting. Yeah, well. his voice acting actually wasn't the best. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I I enjoyed it, and it actually kept me wanting to see what else happened, and was enough to make me want to see what happens with the other characters, which is saying something considering how long the freaking game is. <laughs> it's a Chapur snippet. <laughs> 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 part of my gripe with the kingdom hearts one was that it took so long to really get into the real game and this one starts out way faster thankfully so you get into the action quite fast uh it kind of starts out feeling like a standard action rpg so you're just hacking and slashing at the enemies it's pretty fun it seems fairly fast paced um the levels start to feel like you're going from one like mini arena to the next. So you have like a group of enemies you fight, then you fight the next group of enemies, and then you move to the next area, kind of like rinse and repeat. As it, the game goes on, though, there's a shit ton of different combat stuff in it. Uh, the The basic combat thing is the command board, which you get different moves or magic spells or items, which you put into your slots. And you have access to those with the D-pad during battle, so they charge up, and you can, like, let loose with a special attack, and then you have to wait for it to charge up again and get the next one. Now you can level up all these attacks, and then you can actually combine them into new attacks as well. 
There's also command styles, so if you're using specific types of attacks, like a lightning-based attack or an ice-based attack, all of a sudden you like you fill up this meter and you bust out with these like cool-looking like ice shards and all sorts of shit. I mean, there's one for basically every element and magic spell in the game. Um, there's also finish commands, so you have all these like extra finishing attacks if you power up enough. And there's also shot lock attacks where you can hold down the trigger buttons and it goes to like a first person perspective target and you basically do like a lock on kind of thing and uh, like, like, you know, hit the button and then you let loose and you're invincible while you do the attack. Now, in addition to all that, there's different keyblades to equip that have different stat boosts. You can block and get abilities that like will enhance your blocks. You can regain hit points while you do it or counter attack. You can dash, you can air dash, you can jump. Now, the big problem with all this stuff is I did not feel the game did a good job teaching you any of it. Because I went through 75% of the game never using that shot lock thing because I forgot about it. <laughs> Even I used it when I played it at PAX. <laughs> like, it tells you in the beginning, and then I just kind of forgot because I've got all these different attacks to use. I'm constantly, like, switching up my commands so I can level them up and stuff. Um, but it, it never did a real good job, like, teaching me, you know... It's like, hey, you can combine stuff now. So I'm like, okay, I'll play with that. And I'm like, hey, that's kind of neat. And then I didn't really understand combining certain things and like adding these other items to get extra abilities that you can learn and then become permanent. I mean, there's so much going on with like how you can configure your character. It's insane. So I played on normal, went through most of the game like this, just kind of doing the basic stuff, like had the basic attacks. And once I got to the end game, I started to get my ass kicked. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I got to the final boss, and I could not beat him. So, I mean, these were, like, really frustrating, like, want to chuck my PSP across the room moments. Nice. So I finally, like, saved it, at my or went back to my previous save point, kind of, like, just went around, grind, grinded my guy, like, read up some stuff online. I'm like, oh, okay, so I should be combining this stuff to form these attacks, and then combining that with other stuff to get all these like super awesome attacks and then when i went back to the boss like i kicked his ass so i'm thinking if i had known this stuff early on it probably would have been a much smoother transition through the entire game right but all in all i mean if you play it on like easy or normal it's not going to be that big a deal but i have read online if you play it on hard kind of like e7 it's more rewarding to do it that way but you're going to have to make sure to learn all of that stuff um, finally, the one thing that makes gameplay frustrating more so is the fucking camera. And Kingdom Hearts 1 camera sucks. This is better, but it's still kind of ass. Uh, this is one po- one instance where the PSP would really benefit from a second analog stick. Because yeah. you can either do it so your triggers will rotate the camera, then you have to press both at the same time to, un- to lock onto an enemy. Or you can do the alternate where... I think it's the left trigger will center the camera behind you. You can hold down the trigger and move the stick to move the camera around. And then you just press like the right trigger to lock onto an enemy. And that's the one I ended up using the most throughout that, the that's, game. That's the problem I was having at PAX because I was doing this battle that was in space. And I was fighting yeah. this space thing. And I kept losing the camera until I figured out what I yeah. had to tap. And then I was just centering it every time and I was fine. Yeah, it it could be better... I, I don't know what else they would do on the PSP, though, because yeah. without an extra button, what do you do? I think maybe the camera could have just been smarter on its own, but, I mean, for the most part, it worked. It it wasn't 
that detrimental and I don't think it ever really cost me a life or anything like that. Sure. But it was just annoying. God, there's so much in this game. Like it's full <laughs> of mini games. There's like racing mini games, which kind of sucks. There's a whole board game thing called the command board where you you unlock them as you go and they're like they're Disney themed for the most part. So you've got like the Winnie the Pooh board, the Cinderella board, and it, it's like a full fledged board game that you play and it'll actually help you level up your attacks and stuff and you can get items yeah, you can only get through there. Isn't it kind of like a Mario Party game where or the Mario it Party is It feels a lot like yeah. Mario Party. Yeah. And the first two times I played it, I hated it cuz I think either I just had really shitty luck for both those games or the AI kind of artificially favors the computer players uh, because they were getting rolling like fives and sixes landing on all the bonus squares. I'm landing on I'm landing on, I'm like rolling one and two, landing on like every single penalty square. But then I kind of figured out how you play it. You just have to like play fast and fuck over the computer opponents as fast as possible. <laughs> then it actually becomes kind of easy. But God, other than that, there's like a, a rhythm based mini game where you have to like throw ice or what is it like? I think you're shooting ice cream at the the three Donald Duck nephews. That's um, yeah, sure it's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing Shoniki again, haven't you? Oh no! <laughs> Every chance I get. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, there's a battle arena, and all this stuff you can actually play through ad hoc or like ad hoc party online, which is actually pretty cool. I never got to try that though. Uh, there's also like treasure chests to find in every level that some of them are really well hidden. There's collectible stickers. I mean, there's so much shit to collect in this game. You're going to be playing it forever. Um, graphics are astoundingly good for the PSP. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, it does, I think it, I never actually did play this on the TV, but if I did, this would probably look as good as a PS2 game, if not slightly better. Um, my only real gripe is that the areas feel a little barren sometimes because they're wide open areas, but there's not a lot of detail. They look good. Like they did a good job making them look like Disney cartoon esque, but then you go to these, you know, there's just not much there. Like you go to Cinderella's ball and there's like three people or you're, you're in the Hercules arena and you win and the crowd's cheering, except there's no crowd. (laughs) So (laughs) it it actually pans dramatically into the stands. That's my favorite part. And like everybody's cheering, but they're empty. <laughs> it's the crowd in your head. I am popular. People <laughs> like me. I can hear them cheering now. <laughs> oh God! But I want to see. Well, if the PSP survives much longer, I want to see huh. more games do this because it's got the optional install to increase the load or to decrease the load time. <laughs> to increase the load time. <laughs> to increase. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sandwich. I want longer load times. I need to make a sandwich. Um. <laughs> It's got the option for the 333 megahertz mode, yeah. and it's got an option for 32-bit color depth. And obviously, like, the, the megahertz and the color will decrease your battery life. So, I don't know. It, I usually play at home. I don't really take the PSP many places, so a lot of times I just have it plugged in, so it's not really a big deal for me. But I would definitely recommend doing all three of those because the game looks and plays so great with all yeah. of those on there. I didn't really try it without them, but I started out that way, and, and yeah, it was a, l- a little stuttery. Load times kind of sucked, but hmm. yeah, I mean, I really recommend this game. I think it can definitely be considered one of the best PSP games out there. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Now, 
mostly due to the frustrations, and I don't think it did a great job teaching you how to actually use the system. But once you learn how to use it, I think it's pretty rewarding, if not still a bit overwhelming. Okay. And like I said, there's a shitload of game <laughs> in here. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm still impressed that you actually finished a Kingdom Hearts game, be it you know one character, but yeah, I want to finish it with the other two. It's just like I. I haven't even opened my copy of Fantasy Star Portable 2 yet because I've been playing these other games wow. so much. That is yeah. high praise. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Actually, my Valkyria Chronicles 2 is still sealed as well, but I have to finish the first game before I play that anyway. Ah. Hard <laughs> mark, mark. Yeah. All yeah, right. that's, I'm passing up Sega games to play Kingdom Hearts. I mean, that's got to say something. Oh, yeah, it says a lot. They're going to show up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> like a rickety old van and a tattered Sonic costume. What <laughs> smells like pee and puke? Chris, will you come oh, over it's... here? <laughs> so I'm anxious to hear your next review because the title screen sort of looks pixely, like 3D.game mm-hmm. heroes. Yeah, except it's in 2D. Oh, wait, the next review is NHL 11. Okay, let's no, get into God, this. No, God, no. <laughs> NHL 11. I thought the pain stopped when I left. Oh. <laughs> All right, no. fine. Finish your thing up and go away. <laughs> Time to quit again. Bastard. Uh, all right. I, I don't know how to pronounce this game. In Japan, it was Classic Dungeon, and here it's Kladun, Kladun, Kladun. Yeah. Subtitled, this is an RPG. So, right. however you want to pronounce it, it's PSN exclusive from NIS, as far as I know. 20 bucks. Uh, despite not knowing how to pronounce it, it's actually a really fun game. Hmm. It does have sprite based graphics, very retro looking sprite based graphics. So, yeah, everything's like way pixelated. Uh, I would say, like, the backgrounds look really, really good. Like, some of the best, like, I don't know, late 16 bit era equivalent pixel art sure um the character sprites are simpler though and if you want to be nitpicky they may not fit as well as they probably should with the backgrounds but it doesn't really detract from the game whatsoever uh in addition to this retro look to it it's got two different soundtracks one completely in like 8-bit chip tunes and one that's more of like a modern soundtrack i'm actually kind of a fan of chiptune music but i didn't think this sound the chiptunes in here were that great some of the themes were all right, some weren't. The normal soundtrack, though, was really, really good, so I recommend that one. Okay. Um, story, completely nonsensical. I mean, it starts out with this kid named Soma and his sister Pudding, who <laughs> go into some <laughs> abandoned house and fall down a hole into like this fabled dungeon you know, arc you, called you, you can stop right there, something. because Pudding, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's kind of crazy, and she likes to kill things, and she's obsessed with treasure. Uh, sounds like my kind of woman. All right, then. All right. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's the gist of it. They fall in here, meet some sorceress, and find out how to go to this dungeon and find treasure. And then, like, more random characters start showing up, like a talking cat, a chick named Sherbet, a dude with a fro named Bob. I mean... It's it's a little off the wall. Like I think they just tried to have fun with the translation, and it's seriously goofy. So I mean, the story just you don't even need to pay attention to. But I mean, at its heart, this is just a dungeon crawler. So you basically get a dungeon to go to, 
Um, you just start going through the levels, and then as you keep going, it unlocks more stuff, like more characters arrive in town, it unlocks new dungeon levels and stores and stuff like that. Um, you eventually get the option to go to like random dungeons. It, there's like a co-op and versus mode you can do over ad hoc that they didn't actually get to try. Mm-hmm. The big gist to the system is the magic circle, where every character has... There's like five different character classes, and every character gets this like big... Like it, I mean, I don't even. It is a magic circle. It's like the main character circle, and then there's like other circles that you can place other characters into in the menus. And basically, what this does is the characters outside your main character sort of become the meat shields when you're in the dungeon. So they don't show up <laughs> meat by your character. Well, they <laughs> they don't show up, but like in the the heads up display, you'll see like the four characters you have there. And as you change your facing, as you're moving around, like, the characters switch. So, like, the same ones are always in the same facing. And as you get hit, depending on the side, those characters will take damage. So they'll die before your character, like, gets down to, like, his or her hit points. But the other thing you do with this magic circle is that these characters also power artifacts that you plug in. And, like, as you level up, you also get newer magic circles, so you get different configurations of everything. Some will give characters bonus experience. Some will like up the attacks and defense. A lot of them will give you penalties to counteract the bonus. So they'll have like negative hit points so that they won't be as strong. But then you plug in all these artifacts that do different things like boost your attack, um, give you different like, or give you more magic points to use your skills and stuff. And you get to assign skills to use in the dungeon that are basically like your magic spells and whatever. So you could basically have a level one character and power them the hell up if you have the right artifacts and equipment. So it works really nice, and the only problem with it is it takes a while to get used to, and the game starts out kind of slow. So I would say it was a good two hours before I really had a grasp on how it worked, and probably three hours before I was really comfortable with it. Now, I mean, it's not a bad thing. You're kind of just left scratching your head for a while. And some people will probably get it faster, but it's just such a weird, weird system. And I was going into this expecting it to be kind of like a roguelike, but it's not. It's more like just an action RPG dungeon crawler. So you still get loot and stuff when you go through the dungeons, but it's all based around this magic circle thing. So you really kind of have to learn how to use it, but you can't totally utilize it well until you get a lot more artifacts and items. Right. So it's just, you know, it's got a learning curve to it. Um but as you go, you get you eventually get to make your own characters. So you can swap them out anytime for your main character or the ones you put in the magic circles. And they'll each level up differently depending if they're like a sub-character or your main character. Uh, there's like actually a sprite editor. So you can edit their faces and stuff. I don't know. Like Once I got used to it, I really started to get into it. And the dungeons are really short for the most part. So you can blow through them in like five minutes. So Hmm. it's a fantastic portable pick-up-and-play game. And it basically has infinite replay value because it's got, you know, the story-based dungeons, but then eventually you get the random dungeons, too. So I I actually ended up really liking this. At first I was kind of eh towards it, but I think it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. So kind of going with an open mind and an appreciation for retro, and I think you'd end up liking it a lot. So, I mean, overall, I give it a B. And uh, it's kind of sad, because I think this game's going to get lost in the shuffle, like, because I have, I've barely seen anybody talking about it. Yeah. And um, even I, like, 
Chris, when I was staying out in Seattle, uh, he was playing that the early version that we had. And, yeah. Uh, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, for for a game that when you see s- still pictures of that, you kind of expect one thing. It, it expected to be very, you know, you're on a grid kind of thing, and and you kind of are, but it, it it was really smooth movement and. Yeah, uh, I thought it was and really colorful a, and it looked great. Yeah, it's not a total grid because you can move in between the tiles yeah. a little bit, but then you can jump and dash and block and yeah, it's I don't know, it it is very cool and it I, it was very unexpected how it played and I think part of the problem for me was that we you got that review version a while back. Yeah, and I was so busy with like E seven and then Kingdom Hearts, so I was playing this in really tiny spurts, which is. Probably part of the reason it took me so long to actually learn how the system worked. Sure. But, yeah, I once you learn it, though, it's really rewarding. And I get so OCD about this kind of stuff that, like, every time I leave a dungeon, I'll, like, go reconfigure the magic circle with, like, a new character. So <laughs> I just end up, like, sitting in the menus forever, too. But I liked it. I add more pudding. <laughs> <laughs> need a bigger circle so we can have more pudding. <laughs> Just wait till you see what she says about the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Anna. So. Stick oh. you. <laughs> so I give it a B. I think it's a, a great game for 20 bucks. Nobody should be passing this up. All right. So, Mark, you're going to hang around for Josh's NHL review, right? I sure am. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you off the hook. I know you have zombies to go kill. I do have zombies to go kill. All right, well, thanks very much for doing this for us, and uh, we will see you in a couple weeks for Extra Life. Woot! Oh, shit, I'm supposed to come to that? Damn. Well, you don't have to. (laughs) If you don't want to help sick kids out, that's that's your prerogative. Uh, I thought we beat cancer the last time. (laughs) But now we're going after other stuff. Oh, okay. Then it's worth it. Yeah. See, this time <laughs> we're not cancer's brother, cancer. that jerk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to make up your list of the five games you don't want to play, too. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to happen. Just, just listen to the last couple episodes. You probably pick five real quick. <laughs> All the sports titles. <laughs> no, no sports if, titles. If, if he sticks around for the NHL 11 review, that'll be a game that he wants to play, not that he doesn't want to play. Doubt that. Make Gretzky bleed. That's what I said. <laughs> what? He said that to the producer. The guy was like, uh, no, no, that's not in there. <laughs> All I want to know is can I make Gretzky's head bleed? No. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Well, you guys enjoy much. the rest of your show. Yeah, thanks All for right. having me on again. Hey, no problem. Take it easy. Peace. All right, Josh. You all set? I suppose. All right, make it short. We're long. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. He gets to talk as long as he wants. I'm going to talk as long as I want. God damn it. All right, let's hear about NHL 11, whore. All right. I'll try to keep it quick. Um, That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the only thing you need to know about this game is that the Hartford Whalers are back, and that's it. That's it. Go buy it. They they, they were gone? That is the most awesome part of this game ever. The Hartford Hartford moved to Carolina, and the owner who owned the rights to the Hartford Whalers licensing 
has not let shirts, hats, anything be used, has not let that logo be used for anything since they moved. Okay. And now they're back in NHL 11. Wait, so it's not, it's a fictional team? No, it's the original, the Hartford Whalers were a a real team way back in the 80s. Well, I understand that. 90s. But you they moved moved to Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is if you play as Carolina, one of your alternate jerseys is the old Hartford Whalers jerseys. That's cool. Come on. This is the whale. This only happens like one or two times ever. That's right. Small rats. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. (laughs) And that's the best thing about it. Because NHL has been doing that for the past couple of years. They put in like Colorado had the old Quebec Nordiques jerseys. Calgary had the old Atlanta Flames. Uh, Jersey had the Kansas City and Denver jerseys from Mm. when they were there. (laughs) So the fact that Hartford is back is just awesome. I always like totally, that logo. Totally, totally awesome. Yeah, I love the logo. Love it. So, all right, beyond that, <laughs> the the biggest single change in the game is the physics engine. Uh, it takes account. It takes into account the size of the player, the momentum, all of it. So when you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And you know that's important for a hockey player. How many teeth he's missing? <laughs> Well, that can slow you down. Well, yeah. Aerodynamics. Speed holes make the car go faster. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No wonder they take them out when they play. It makes more sense now. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, the cool thing about that is, then, every hit in the game can look entirely different. And that makes the whole game a lot more realistic. Uh, the AI has improved a whole lot, which also helps it be more realistic. So you've got like player positioning, goalie reactions, block shots, deflections off of players. I I was playing a game the other night, and somebody shot the puck, and it hit off one of the other players. It hit off my chest and went right into the net. Sounds like so, goalie skills, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was cra- a defenseman's chest right in front of the net and oh, okay. went right in. Yeah. So it really makes it feel more like hockey, like real hockey, than any game I've ever played. Uh, There's a new face-off mechanic. It takes some getting used to. But once you get used to it, it gives you a lot more control and allows for a lot more true-to-life moments where you always you flick the right stick back to pull the puck back. Uh, Well, now you can flick it forward. You can use the left stick to change your grip to sort of position yourself to to push the guy, to get uh, tangled up with the guy right after, tie him up, like right after the puck drops. And one of your wingers can swoop in and steal the puck away. So it it makes it, again, a lot more real than any other game I've ever played. Uh, The other big addition is the EA Sports Ultimate Hockey League. Ultimate Hockey League! Yeah, this is a card trading game, sort of. But there's more to it than that. It gives you a ton of video tutorials. And the only thing, the only problem with those is they try to... There's so much to it that they're pumping so much information at you that you just get lost within the first two minutes of the video. You're like, okay, no, what did you say? Wait, what? (laughs) And by the time you get into it, there's so much going on there. But it's sort of like a fantasy league. 
you're given a set of hockey cards to start out, and you generally get junior league players who are not that great. Uh, you can buy more cards with the EA pucks that you earn by playing the games or by paying with real cash money. Oh. Yeah. No. EA does it again. Yes. So you can get like a standard pack of cards is 2500 pucks or 99 cents. And the jumbo pack of cards is 7500 pucks or a buck 99. And you're guaranteed to get four rare cards and a possible fifth rare card and 24 cards total in that jumbo pack. So this is where they get you. Because when you play the games in this league, it takes forever to get that many pucks. Sure. <laughs> you just don't get that many during a game. And, well, I'll get back to that in a minute. Because you get your cards and you're going to create your lineup and what you try to do is put all the players on different lines and get the chemistry right on the lines so that they'll play better together. And the first problem I had with it was actually navigating around all these screens because you spend a lot of time in there and it's not really all that intuitive. It's really hard to see you know, where your other cards are. I had some cards that were free uh, that came as a download because I had played the demo. Oh, yeah. But but they got thrown into this area where I couldn't access half of them. So I had all these great players that I couldn't get to. Or if I could, I couldn't figure out how to get to them. It's really clunky, and at times it's just straight-up confusing. So that's something I'm kind of hoping they'll work on. You know, this is the first time they've done this, and it's a whole new setup. So... I think they have to work on that, really. The other problem is your players are only available for a handful of games, like 6, 10, 12 games, and then their contract is up. And if you have, you can get consumable cards, which will help uh, your player, you know, gain some skating ability, gain some shooting ability, or new contracts for another 5, 10, 20 games, whatever. So if you don't have those, you know, you're going to use those contract cards. Otherwise, you're going to have to buy a new set of cards and get new players. And that's where the second problem comes in. Because you don't earn that many pucks, and if you really want to be competitive in this league because you're playing online against other players and their teams, you're going to have to outright buy those cards for $0.99 cents or buck ninety-nine a pop. Um, because what happens is you build up your team and then you take them online against other players. And I played several games and learned very quickly that uh, people are buying the cards. <laughs> They're buying them a lot. Because well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, we, we all complain <clears throat> about it, but obviously people are spending the money. Yeah. So, yeah, they are spending the money. Uh, I got into a game. Where And you'll run into this, especially if you're not really putting any money or real time into it. I was heavily outmatched. Uh, I went up against somebody who had clearly faster players than I did. Better <laughs> players than I did. He, he got Yeah, he, he outraced me to every single loose puck that was on the ice. I ended up getting outshot 47 to 6. <laughs> Jeez. 
but he only beat me one nothing because after the first period, I went into a defensive shell and I just did everything I could to block every single shot that came at me. <laughs> now, and can you do games online where you don't allow those cards? No. Are you oh, shitting me? Oh, that sucks. That's bonk. No. I mean, that, that's go- essentially saying, hey, if you spend some more money, you're just going to be pretty much a dominant force online and you can grief everybody else. And Yeah, that's like the much. ultimate carrot. Yeah, and actually that guy I was playing against, after every whistle, he would try to knock down every single one of my players, and I just ignored him. You know, usually it gets you riled up, and you're like, oh, screw you, and you go back at him, but I was just, I'd skate away from him, <laughs> do everything I could just to kind of annoy him. <laughs> uh, and I think he was getting frustrated that he wasn't getting any more goals on me, but I had a decent goalie. That was one of the things that I made sure with... uh like that second pack of cards that I picked up for free. I had really good goalies in there, and I I had a, a boost card on one of them. So he was a decent goalie, and I was able to you know just go into defensive shell in front of him. So even though it was 47 shots, he made all the saves, and I was there to clear pucks away. So Wow. But yeah, it can be really frustrating. Is it this setup like Modern Warfare, where if you have the better guns, it helps, but it's not essential? I mean, this doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like if you have those perks, you're just going to kick the crap out of everybody who doesn't. No, well, that's the thing. If you have better players, you're likely going to beat the other player. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good I am at the game. I'm playing with a bunch of junior, inexperienced players. He's playing with a bunch of NHL caliber players. You know, right. so. They're faster. They're bigger. You know, every hit they're dropping me. Every time I hit him, I just kind of bounce right off him. (laughs) It's just one of those, you know. Kind of like steroids. Yeah. And the other thing I ran into, um, I was playing a game against somebody. We were 0-0. Oh, no, we weren't even. It actually happened pretty quick. Within the first five, ten minutes of the game, he was peppering me with shots. I got in on a breakaway and put the puck right on net and put it in and right after it went goal disconnection <laughs> and i was like oh you gotta be kidding me and i immediately get a message on on psn and it says glitch and i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> i scored on you and you bailed <laughs> don't give me that glitch crap <laughs> so how does it handle when somebody disconnects do you get the win automatically no it actually um I don't remember what it did. I ended up 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Uh, Maybe it did give me a, a win. I guess it did give me a win. Because I had a tie with one guy. I lost to that other guy, the 47 shots guy. And I guess I won that one because he, he bailed. Uh, and I was up one nothing. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and I did, get, I did get a handful of pucks. I got like 200 pucks because I won the game. You know, but if... If you're trying to get all the good cards at 7,500 pucks, that's going to take a while. And it, you're yeah. going to be taking a beating the whole way through, you know? <laughs> um, it's only like 38 games. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it has potential. It's a mode that has potential, but it lead, it needs a lot of tweaking. You know, they do tournaments, and it's basically set up by month. You go through and you get into the tournaments and you try to go through the playoffs and win the championship. But really, if you don't have a good team, you're never going to get there, you know, and you're going to have to spend the money to get that team. So I think they need to do some tweaking to 
to how many pucks you get and stuff like that, but they probably won't because people are paying for it, obviously. God. Um, yeah. The other thing, it's got the, you know, the be a pro mode, the general manager mode, franchise, quick match, all that stuff is still there with some tweaks and upgrades. Uh, the GM mode I played this year for the first time. I, I had some problems with that one too. And that's another menu issue. And that comes in because I've played franchise or GM mode in Madden years ago. And I was loving that because you could tweak everything down to hot dog prices, you know, and I'd spend hours on stupid stuff like that. But signing players, you know, going through the draft and contract negotiations and things like that, I was having fun with that stuff. Well, with the NHL thing, I'm leading into the draft and a message pops up on the screen because I said, you know, simulate to this day and a message pops up on the screen and says, okay, but right before the draft starts, you know, you should probably put some players on the trading block so that you're in a good position during the draft to take calls and offers and whatever. I was like, okay. So I go, you know, click triangle to go right into that. So I click triangle, I go in and all it gave me is a list of players and their age. Nothing else. Mm. I was like, well, I need contract status. I need stats on, you know, how good these guys are. I need some more information. And I couldn't figure out any way to get that information on that screen. So I'm thinking, all right, I know that's on another screen. So I, I hit circle and I back out of that. I find all the information on another screen. I make note of it. I'm like, okay, I know which players I want. And then I can't get back into that. Oh, because trading is grayed out and it's not available at that point in the in the off season and I'm stuck. So I have to go right into the draft with nobody on the trading block. <laughs> I was like, well, that was not cool. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on there. It's not quite intuitive. You get stuck in places where it tells you to do something. You go in there. There's not enough information for you to really do what you want to do. And then you're stuck. So... That needs some tweaking, too. Um, you know, the Be a Pro mode, freaking awesome. Franchise mode, awesome. All that stuff. It's great, great, great. Uh, there's also a... There's a sort of a custom soundtrack feature. Um, well, but most it's, of the EA games have that nowadays. But it's this custom music. I, I don't know if it's like this with NFL or anything. I haven't tried any of this. But this is badass <laughs> because you can change all the music for goal, goal horn celebration, you know, after every single goal for every single team in the league, for every single league, if you really wanted to. Wow. Uh, I'm not so, sure if Madden has that this year or not, but I mean, even even uh, MLB 10, the show has a lot of that customization. So. Well, yeah, but that's not EA. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure you want every single single uh, team to have as their song for a goal be that yeah. one that Chicago uses. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that just made me mad because I actually kind of like that band, but, man, that just... I, uh, yeah. But I found online a, a zip file that has every single goal horn for every single team. Oh my god, dude. Like the most or not the goal horn, the the song that's played after every single 
you know, after the goals for every single team. And it was all in a zip file. You can put it right in, you know, get it right over to your PS3 on a thumb drive or memory card if you have one of the older ones, however you need to get it there. And then you can just load it right into the game as part of the custom soundtracks and everything. And it's awesome. (laughs) That's pretty neat. Very cool. So, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of handholding. There's a lot of video tutorials and stuff like that for new players. Um, There's a lot of, you know, tutorials in general to, to really help you through and uh, changing up of, of the controls and things like that to make it easier. Uh, you go back to the old NHL 94 controls, which is like a, like a two button control scheme, which two or three buttons at the most, which makes it really easy for newer players to just get in, just have fun. Um, you know, so that's, that's a really nice addition. It's so it makes it very accessible. Compared to NHL 10, I mean, is this a pretty big upgrade, or is this you know kind of yeah they added a few things you know new physics engines being the biggest one probably, but you know is it a big enough upgrade to to buy the new game this year and and you know I mean we always have that argument with the Madden games. Yeah, this one absolutely by far. Uh, this it also includes I didn't mention uh, NHL Arcade and it is just a demo. Okay. It's the NHL Arcade three on three that was available uh, this past year. This is absolutely worth if you if you buy it every year or if you haven't bought it for a couple years and you were wondering this is absolutely worth it. It is that big an upgrade. The physics engine alone. No, the Hartford Whalers alone. No, All right. The physics engine alone is the biggest upgrade to this. It makes it so real. Actually, one of the first games I played online was with uh, Sask Bob from VG Evo, and we were talking about that the the physics engine and what a change it was. And he said his first couple of games lasted almost an hour or two because he kept rewinding. He kept pausing and rewinding every hit because he couldn't believe what he had just seen (laughs) because it's that realistic. It's no more the canned animation where you'll knock a player down. They're always the same knockdown. It's always the same thing when you knock them into the boards and whatever, every single hit can be completely different. And with the way the players position themselves on the ice and the way the players move, it really feels like a real hockey game, more so than any other hockey game I've ever I've ever played. Ever played by far. Hmm. Yeah, that makes it really appealing to me, being a non-hockey player, to have that physics engine in there like that. Right. Yeah, it's remarkable. And, you know, it's got the broken sticks and everything, and people were worried about that. But they do, every time you almost every time I've loaded it up, they've had new sliders or whatever they are available for download and they pull them right down immediately just to sort of tweak, sure, you know, all the parameters and make it a little bit more realistic. They keep changing it and trying to work to get the most realistic so that you don't have so many broken sticks. And even that man, like a defender stick will break and he's standing there. And then one of the forwards will skate back to him real quick and reach out and hand him a stick. And if he's close enough to the bench, he'll skate over and he'll grab a new stick. A guy will be holding a stick off the bench and he'll skate over and he'll grab it and get back into the play real quick. It's all just you were talking awesome. about at E3. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So, it, you know, all that in mind, just that's my little brief, brief review of it. Uh, I, I'll give it an A, solid A. 
You know, uh-huh. I'm not too thrilled with the uh, ultimate hockey team, but uh, I, I think that needs some tweaking. You know, even with that in mind that I'm not thrilled with that. I don't like the way it plays out and I'm not excited about the way they're trying to get you to spend the money on it. The rest of the game itself more than makes up for it uh, with the physics engine, with, with all the little changes they've made to the AI and things like that. And the face offs and all the other stuff. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. All right. Well, hopefully you'll have FIFA in your hands soon. And you can talk about that. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> All right, so like I said, we, we skipped emails this week. We do have one voicemail we want to play pretty quick. I know we're really long here, but uh, we had to play this. This is from our buddy Fluffy Nuts. Yo, Fluffy! He always calls DGR yeah. and he never calls us, so... Fluffy. We're so honored. So here we go. Here, here's Fluffy Nuts. Hey, guys. This is Fluffy Nuts. Hey, sorry. Uh, this might not be the best time to call, because I've been drinking a bit, and I've got a bit of a cold, so my nose is blocked. So I can't talk. But, listen, I haven't checked it out yet. I want to ask you, you know any of the boxing or fighting games on the move? Mate, it doesn't pick up speed or power and shit. Because I box. Now, I, love, I like to go boxing. But I played the Wii one, and it's like fucking swing and it punches and swing and punches. I want to go like, you know, boom, 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 you're fast, fast. Power, you know, or they get that. Like I can do a full, fast swing and knock someone out in the game. Will it pick that up? Because I haven't got it yet. Oh, I meant to, but fucking, I, I had something else to do. But I'll get it. <laughs> Thank you. I was just talking to a couple of the guys at Sony a couple of days ago, and they said that the new build of the fight is actually almost. Fully one one to one now, so it's not even like the PAX version that I saw where it was missing every now and then. They said it's tracking essentially everything now. I don't know if it tracks the power though or the speed, so maybe I'll have to try to find that out for him. That one, I'm still on the fence about that one because yeah, I wasn't thrilled with. Well, there doesn't. It's like Kung Fu Riders. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot to it, but. It, it it was tracking what I was doing at E3, like where I swung, I just reached my hand over my head and I swung straight down on the guy's head. Right. <laughs> and it did exactly that. It just bopped him right on the head. <laughs> so, Well, you know, I mean, there were, there were these weird tracking issues every now and then. And then they said the new build fixes all that. Um, but I'm not sure if like, if you're, if it takes into account the speed of like your jab or something like that, where... If it's like a 90, 90 mile an hour jab, if it actually knows that and and drives more force into the guy's nose than, you know, if you just kind of do a regular jab. So then yeah. I'm not sure about, but I mean, I'm on the fence about that game too, because I still think that unless I see something different, it just seems really shallow. It's basically fight club the game without all the story. You know, you're just going here to here to here, fight, fight, fight. So, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. And, and I'm sure... I have a feeling we're going to see a uh, a new fight night with all these motion control systems coming out. So, yeah, that would they have to be doing that. I wouldn't doubt. Well, it's, it's funny he brings this up because it's the one thing with high velocity bowling that sort of frustrated me. Yeah, was they put a they put a cap on the amount of power you can give it. So if you give it too much power, it, for anybody that's played Wii Golf, Wii Golf is the same way. If you overswing, 
if you give it too much power, it ends up like throwing the ball to the side, shanking it way out of the way. Well, I was really hoping because in, in real life, this is how I bowl. I get the biggest, yeah. I get the, the uh, heaviest ball and I throw it as hard as I can, as straight as I can. And that's well, my strategy. But the thing is, that's more like real bowling where if you're throwing way too hard, you have the uh, you have more of a chance of losing your aim when you're in the backswing. And I mean that's that's real. That that's that's real bowling. Now I'm used to throwing it harder than I do in HVB as well though. So it's always had yeah. that cap even before the move controls came out, but uh it makes sense when you really think about actual bowling. I mean when when I was bowling as a kid and, and going through league when I was like in even fifth grade, stuff like that, I, I got to meet with a bowling pro a couple of times and he was even saying, you know, you're bringing your arm back way too far and you're because tr- you're trying to chuck the ball so much. And he, he basically said, that's why I keep losing all of my, uh, my aim. So the nice thing is on high velocity, you don't really lose your aim as much as what happens is you, you end up kind of throwing the ball more. And you're so you're not just laying it on the on the lane like you should. You're kind of chucking okay. it and it's bouncing. So number Pops one, pops it more up in the air. Yeah. Well, but the problem is you're losing your friction. You're losing all the friction on the oil and on the lane itself. And depending on where the oil is laid out on the lane, you might not have any friction at all. It's not going to do anything except for go straight. So that's why it's it's again you know you you laughed, but bowling is a technical game if you want to be good at it and and. They take a lot of that into account in high velocity bowling. They always have. So yeah, it, it's it it takes some getting used to because myself and we bowling, I used to chuck the shit out of that out of that thing. So yeah, it's but yeah, that's 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 it's good that you brought that up. No, I agree. Bowling is technical. I laugh because of the uh, oil patterns. Now, yeah. I think that's a really cool concept, but in reality, do bowlers do that? Can you look at a lane oh, yeah. and figure out the oil pattern? Well, yeah. it's, no, you don't really look at the lane, but um, they know what it is. Yeah, you'll just know by throwing on it a few times. Yeah, and every lane gets drier and drier as, as you go along. So that's why left-handed bowlers actually a lot of times have an advantage because they're the only one out of the eight guys playing that's throwing left-handed, and they don't lose the oil as fast. Definitely, I mean, when you're bowling, your first game is completely different than your third game, the way you're throwing. Because it gets the, that line gets dry throughout the the three games. That's cool. It definitely got better at it as I was getting playing more, just trying to figure out the controls. Yeah. I think just to have my stepfather over because he's a uh, he's a really good bowler. I think his average is like two hundred. Jesus. Well, see, and that's he, one nice thing about HVB is that they don't get dry, <laughs> so it just has different patterns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that'd be cool. You should you should have your stepfather over and, and have him try it and see what he says. Well, it took him forever. He's got a really wicked spin. So it took oh. him forever to figure out the Wii bowling and how to, how to replicate that. Sure. So I'm anxious to get him over and just do the twist of the wrist he normally does and see if the spin is comparable to his real-life throw. Just kind of oh. want to get that feedback. Yeah, definitely let us know. That would be interesting to find out. I mean, I used to be a pretty avid bowler before I had my rack, so um, I was pretty big into it when I was younger. So... uh I mean, there's guys here in town, my really good friends of mine here in town that have seven or eight different 300 games. Wow. Yeah, bowling is huge in this town, because that's all there is to do. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, definitely they'll know when the oil is different. So that is is definitely the case. All right, we are so freaking long. uh, We need to get the hell out of here. 
So next week we will have an interview for Medal of Honor. Again, if you have any questions for that, please send them in to us at podcast at psnation.org. Uh, we've got some great questions so far. And, uh, you know, get over and check out psnation.org as a whole. Uh, man, we've got some great stuff going on on the website now and daily updates going on. And uh, these guys are doing a great job. I was actually looking at some stuff today. So uh, check it out. Leave comments. And uh, don't forget, October 16th, Extra Life. Guys, anything else to say before we go this week? Oh. Uh, no. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. All right. We are out of here. We will talk to you next week. Thanks much for sticking with us. Get out there and play some games. And then there's uh, terrorism stories. Terrorism stories on the news. You know, I live in New York City, so you're always worried about this. Terrorism stories on the news. You know, my son is watching it. And he's like, but daddy, how come the bad men hate us so much? Why do those bad men hate us? Isn't that heartbreaking, man? I almost started crying, you know? Because he's 18. Now, what kind of moron am I raising? I don't know why they hate us, dipshit. Why don't you read the paper and form your own opinions? Why do they hate us? Nobody knows why they hate us, because Americans don't read papers. We don't know shit. We don't know what goes on in other countries. You ever talk to a European? Sometimes you have no choice. You ever talk to one of these people? You know, you're trying to learn to ski or whatever. These fucking... These Europeans, they know everything. They know more about America than we know about ourselves. I don't know what it is about starting to smoke when you're nine years old that turns you into a geopolitical genius. But these fuckers know everything. They always say things like, you know, actually, the U.S. could have lost its independence during the War of 1812. And you're like, all right, I don't know. Sure. You try to think of the one thing you know about Europe, you're like, oh, French chicks got hairy pits, right? I was talking to this Arab guy. He said, why do the Americans always support the Israelis? He said, it's probably because in America the Jews have all the money and they control the media, which is ridiculous and racist and really only part of it. <laughs> Americans don't really know what goes on between the Israelis and the Palestinians. So basically, Americans support the Israelis for one reason, because the Israelis never do this. <laughs> Seriously, I think that's 95% of it. I'm not even kidding. Because I think the average American's like, shit, I don't know what's going on over there, but I don't like that. I know that. I'm going with the team that ain't doing that. That I don't like. This guy told me, it sucks for him. He's always stereotyped as a terrorist, you know. Whenever he travels, people assume he's a terrorist. And that does suck, but this is America. Every ethnic group has a stereotype that they've had to overcome at some point in their history. I mean, I'm half Colombian and half Spanish. I don't get upset Every time people assume that I'm a bullfighter. I don't. I just deal with it. It's my little cross to bear. I can't be seen with a sword or a cape, you know. You don't think I'd love to wear my skin-tight pink capri pants with the bedazzling on them? You know, without here, look at that bullfighter. I told you they was all bullfighters. And in New York, you know, they, they, they have signs everywhere in the subways that watch out for anything out of the ordinary. Watch out for suspicious activities. If you see something, say something. That's their, that's their way of defending us. If you see something, say something. First of all, uh, in New York City, have you been in New York City? What, what doesn't look like suspicious activity? You would have to spend your whole day tackling people and apologizing. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry about that. You, you look vaguely far and moved kind of quick. Can't be too careful these days. You know, look like you might have had a bomb. Good luck with that baby. I hope it works out for you. Can't be too careful. If you see something, say something. Shit, I once saw a guy peeing on a guy masturbating. All right? 
that, who do I call? That seems kind of out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah, I think I see something. I don't know. I don't know if it's terrorism per se, but it's definitely disruptive to the social fabric. And then they put terrorism experts on CNN with their doomsday scenarios of what might happen, and you get the sense that they're coming up with ideas that the terrorists haven't thought of themselves. They're like, you know, Wolf, very few people know this, but there's actually an incredibly important atomic substation located right in Ocala, Florida. Now, it wouldn't be hard for them to find. I'll show you right here on the map exactly where it is. All it would take is a very small explosive charge placed in this exact spot right here. Even a firecracker would do it, Wolf, or a bottle rocket, or even an Egg McMuffin, if they were to smear an Egg McMuffin right on this spot right here. The entire eastern seaboard would go down. There's, there's only one security guard there. His name is Bob, and he's a bit of a boozer. So just imagine how easy it would be for them to get in there. It's frightening, really.